0: Terrifier 2 is an unrelenting symphony of slasher movie decadence. Art the Clown is back, and by God, he's going to enjoy his Halloween, no matter how many naysayers get in his way. Today we'll review the film, and I can't believe I'm saying this, give our theories on the seemingly in-depth mythology of Terrifier. Welcome, everyone, to Screams After Midnight. I am Peter, and joining me, as always, is Tim. <laughs> always without the audio for the hello. Yeah, but it's relevant in this case. Uh, yes, we're horror movie podcast. We get together, we talk about horror films, and, of course, as that little tease would indicate, we are talking about <laughs> Terrifier 2 today. Uh, it? Finally, it's time. Um... I actually saw half of this in the theater uh, <laughs> in mid-October. And then because I was jet lagged, fell asleep and didn't see the back half of it. So not that we would have reviewed it then anyway, because Tim didn't get a chance to see it till now. So mm-hmm. the, the review didn't get delayed, but I was annoyed because I was enjoying the film. And I <laughs> I, I, I would have liked yeah. to have seen all of it in the theater, but hey.
1: Yeah. Uh, I, I kept wanting to go out uh, to the theater and... Um... Yeah, you know, I, I, I I like that the movie, you know, it keeps making more money. So it keeps extending the stay because it's supposed to be like one weekend only. And then it just keeps making more and more money, which is great. It's a nice little uh, success story. But man, that runtime just always <laughs> kept putting me off. Like mm. I, I'm already so tired. And then the idea of like, if I go, it's probably going to be late. And I don't know, like seeing. Yeah, <laughs> something like, you know, with this length at like 1030 or whatever would does not sound like a good idea.
0: Uh surprisingly long for a film of its type, which we'll you know, we'll get into that. We'll start spoiler free as we always do. Uh as you were just saying there, it has kept extending its run and it actually just crossed this weekend, this past weekend, uh ten million dollars at the box office. Yeah. And I think its budget was something silly like it's like less than a million, I believe. Oh, it was way less. Uh, it may have yeah. like it may have been like under a hundred thousand. Like, yeah. we are, we are selling a little
1: budget here for this. And, uh, I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, we'll get into it more later, but, uh, considering the budget, I mean, I think this movie looks fantastic and like it, you know, there really is no reason, like when you watch some of these, like, you know, uh, straight to streaming movies that just look horrible like Mm -hmm. there's no reason that it has to be that way no i mean i bring this up a lot i was actually
0: starting to worry that the 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 age of good low budget movies was done because like you (laughs) know so many classic horror films were low budget. you know texas chainsaw massacre halloween like so many of them (laughs) are tiny budgets even in the the day yeah if you adjust for inflation they're a bit more now but not not much um but yeah, it's nice for another film to come it because no, it doesn't matter that it's cheap, you can still make it look good if you have the people who care about it to, to make mm-hmm. it look good. So, all of you Netflix movies and other services that produce the same mm-hmm. cheap looking crap over and over again, um, you're, you're on blast because
1: Terrifier 2 just mm-hmm. ate your lunch and shot all over your face, yeah. <laughs> so and and obviously, that's like the you know the big example because the budget is so low, but I mean. This year has been a great year for like oh, you know, yeah, low budget yeah. horror movies, like X and Pearl. Um, you know, like they had higher budgets, but they still weren't that you know expensive. And uh, I'm not sure what the uh, budget on Barbarian was, but I can't imagine it was that much.
0: I think they were all still in the millions, though, because because even in the million, just still yeah. low budget these days. Whereas this was right, right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, this was tiny budget uh, by mm-hmm. comparison. So, uh, yeah, we'll get into everything. We'll give our thoughts, uh, and we'll warn you before we go into spoilers uh, and. Our discussion which will obviously be about the usual things you expect in a slasher movie, which is, you know, is it good? Are the kills good? The gore? uh, The scares? The characters? And perhaps what I wasn't expecting coming into this movie... Uh, was a discussion on the mythology and <laughs> sure. what what is going... Because there's a, there's a lot more to this than the first one, I will say. Absolutely. Uh, as far as that stuff goes. So we'll get into all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, Art the Clown is the killer from Terrifier. First appeared... Well, mm-hmm. he first appeared in a couple of short films, I think. And then he was in the final segment of All Hallows' Eve, uh, which mm-hmm. we have reviewed on Screams, um, mm-hmm. which we weren't too fond of that movie overall. Obviously, it was nice mm-hmm. to see the, the original art like segment mm-hmm. at the end but other than that it wasn't that
1: great uh but terrifier we both did the uh, leonardo dicaprio meme where we point out the screen and we said that's art that what's funny is that i'm pretty
0: sure that was before once upon a time in hollywood came out so mm. i mean
1: yeah well i'm making a joke you don't have to <laughs> dissect it like it's the goddamn bible or something <laughs> what
0: (laughs) Who's dissected well some people are but you know Uh, whatever (laughs) right Uh, but we both love Terrifier Terrifier was a great little slasher film Mm. that we didn't see when it first came out we saw it like two years later I think we saw it in like 2018 we went back and did it uh, during October season and we were excited it was a great like 80 something minute movie (laughs) Uh, yeah it was about 90 minutes yeah Uh, and then this is Terrifier 2 we've been looking forward to this i had been kind of hyped for it and Art the Clown is a very brutal slasher, but he's also a slasher with a personality who seems to enjoy what he does. He never speaks, but he's always smiling, he's always laughing, he's always, you know, he, he loves, he's passionate about his work, mm-hmm. and I, I can always get behind that.
1: I, I actually do like when he's, you know, doing gags. Uh, I, I I do find it kind of endearing, like, uh, I'm usually not a big fan of, like, you know, when the, the monsters or whatever are trying to be funny. I feel like he usually doesn't work, Uh but I don't know, I think art is actually pretty funny in some cases. Art, art, art can be funny. There's a, I actually tweeted a moment that made me laugh quite a
0: bit uh, earlier, <laughs> so uh, I'll, I'll be pointing that out later when we get into spoilers, but uh, Tim! Yeah. Well, okay, the premise of this is that art's back and he's killing people a year later. Uh, right. <laughs> the main character is a teenage girl uh, with uh, that's a troubled family right now Mm. and we'll get into that properly later that's basically it i don't really want to give anything else away tim
1: what did you Mm. think of terrifier 2 uh so i'll I'll have to divorce the viewing experience from the actual movie because uh if i'm if i'm if i have to take an account uh, the screen box, which I, uh, I'm sorely disappointed in, uh, I, I hope they get their shit together. Cause I really do hope that they are like, you know, this alternative, you know, the, the Hulu to shutters Netflix, you know, like, I hope that it's a viable streaming service that we can both have. And it's pretty cheap too. Like I, I got like 14 bucks for six months or whatever. So, uh, you know, it, it's a great price point. Um, so I, I hope that they can get their shit together uh, and that they have lots of great movies. And then, you know, we can, uh, call each other up on the phone and say like, did you see what's on screen box? Yeah. And, uh, whatever. So I, I, I just, I'm calling really, really each other clean. up on the phone.
0: What decade are you
1: living in? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so I, I, just, I, I'm so really disappointed with that. So that being said, the actual movie, um, Uh, again i'm I'm gonna again i have to kind of form my thoughts now because i haven't really had you know a lot of time to uh, to think about it but i i think i was uh i was i was thoroughly um uh uh, enjoying it (laughs) (laughs) i i i thought it was a lot of fun so you know the the big thing with you know the first terrifying movie that really stood out out about it is just how grisly how gory how messy and violent it was like you know art is I mean, uh, other. Oh, you mean the killer? Sorry, On you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I mean, uh, you know, compared to even other, you know, like franchise killers like Jason or something, like it, he seems mildly tamed. You know, when you know you have other, oh yeah, uh, like slashers that are just stabbing people, and Art is like exploding their heads and ripping skin off and eating them and like you know uh, all this crazy stuff. But um, so if you're, which obviously I can see that you know putting off some people, but if you're you know a big horror fan and you love gore and you know you you know you, you kind of maybe you don't necessarily like always want to seek out something that's on the sleazier you know more depraved side but every now and again it's fun to watch something that's just so unrelentingly nasty uh and i, I think this really delivers i don't think it's without its faults i do think the the long runtime um is not necessarily needed like i think it's totally fine to inject more um you know in the sequel and you know the the first one is rather i I feel like without a story which it doesn't necessarily need to be like you know you can just have a a movie that's just you know killer you know running after people that's fine Uh, but this one it does actually you know try to endear you more to characters and you know uh, get inside their head a little bit more and like you were alluding to uh, possibly adding some mythology although i have um I would say it raises a lot of questions without necessarily giving any answers, but uh, um, oh, I've got I've got theories, Tim. Don't you worry. Oh, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm coming in with the barrels loaded. Don't you worry. I, I have a few myself, so I think that will definitely be really interesting uh, to discuss. But um, so yeah, I think maybe the, the, the big thing is that I, I would say it needs to be trimmed down a little bit, but I, I'm still OK with it being longer than you know, the typical 90-minute fare, like, maybe just about, like, two hours would have been a yeah, little I'd better. Yeah, pr-
0: I would probably agree. that You could probably just, not even cut any, like, whole bits or scenes, but just shave off <laughs> things a little here or there to get it down to about two hours. You could probably do yeah. that, I think. Seems about right. Um, um,
1: but yeah, I mean, other than that, though, no, I, was, uh, I was pleasantly uh, pleasantly happy with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, I love Terrifier Fire, too. Um, mm-hmm. I love so many things about it. I love how brutal art is. He, he actually, mm-hmm. you know, he, he tops himself in the first film, which is very impressive. There's mm-hmm. a particular kill in this, and Tim will probably know what I'm talking about when I say it, that kept getting so nasty and kept going on mm-hmm. much longer than I thought it would, I was laughing hysterically the first time I saw it. Um, sure. Like, yeah. I, 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 like it was just absurd, where I, I almost wanted to yell... They're already dead, Art. They're already <laughs> dead. And it just kept going. Uh, and uh, So, like, I, I love that side of art. I love the sense of humor with them. I, I love that this, it's, you know, it's, this, it's got this dark, funny quality to it. Um, mm-hmm. But what the first movie does, or uh, what this movie does, sorry, the first one didn't, is that it kind of gives us more of a, a main character to, to maybe get behind. Um, mm-hmm. I think the film does a lot of smart things on a meta level that I'll, I'll talk about in spoilers. I can't really discuss it here. Uh, but I love how the film looks. I love that it goes for this kind of grainy uh, sort of aesthetic. Uh, it's still mm-hmm. set, you know, well, not, not quite present day because I think it's just a year after the first one. So presumably it's like 2017 or something like that. But, um,
1: you know, but the smart... And people have smartphones Yeah, the, stuff, the yeah.
0: smartphones. It's, new. it's still the modern world. and But it still mm-hmm. looks like an 80s movie. And I kind of love that. I, I'm like, yeah, movies can do this. You don't have to be set in the 80s to just give it that, yes. that visual style. <laughs> like, that's okay. Yeah. Uh, exactly. and i kind of i kind of love that um so yeah and the music's great i love the synth music like i found myself mm-hmm. getting into a lot of the the, the the music as it was playing there's a good opening title sequence that was kind of setting me up for some of the stuff to come mm-hmm. um yeah i kind of loved it uh i have many positive things to say i mean is it a little bit too long yeah it probably is you could probably trim it down to about two hours without losing mm-hmm. too much um but I, I do think that what it tries to do on top of just having the good art stuff is quite commendable mm-hmm. and I think sets it up for an interesting possible part three, which we'll I'm sure discuss by the end as well. Mm-hmm. Um so no. Interesting stuff. Um I mean there's, yeah, a I little, get- there's a little bit of you know, weaker acting from some of the side characters, but I, it, it never took me out of the movie though, because it kind of fit mm-hmm. the the tone
1: bizarrely. <laughs> yeah, and I generally liked most of the characters. Yes. Too. Yeah, I think. Especially the the main character, I I thought was like a a good lead. Yeah, Sienna's uh, a good character. Her little brother's kind of a dodgy actor, but but I thought he like for some reason I still kind of liked it though. (laughs) It works. Um, It it does kind of feel like, um, you know, the I I mean I I haven't really read any like interviews or podcast or listen to podcasts or anything with like the writer director, but. Um, I feel like you you can get a, a pretty big sense that th- this guy has got to be like a huge horror fan because everything just feels like as much as it is its own thing, it also does feel just kind of like a love letter to you know the kind of like slasher movies that we yeah. grew up on.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I I've been seeing various things from Twitter in the last like week or so where mm-hmm. Mike Flanagan was praising the film and giving it a mm-hmm. shout out. Uh, and it's just Stephen stuff like King. That.
1: Uh, yeah. Um, mentioned it as well. He he's a fan.
0: I think one part of the reasons why, like, I find it so refreshing as well is it doesn't look like other movies that are coming out right now, and mm-hmm. certainly so much of horror right now is supernatural. So, you know, something's haunted or <coughs> someone's possessed. Mm-hmm. I kind of love that this is not a ghost. It's none of that shit. It is a, just a brutal yeah. <laughs> slasher villain. Like, and maybe it's because I prefer slasher as a subgenre overall. But because we have sure. been so dry <laughs> in that area, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think Terrifier just feels like such a a nice treat uh, obviously you know, we, mean, got, we got the return of some franchises recently but
1: they've not all been mm-hmm. you know <laughs> returns to form you might say yeah uh, I, I do I am like a, a big fan of like supernatural demon-y ghost-y stuff but um, yeah I, I feel like that's one that's not done well <laughs> very often
0: yeah and even, like, even, even mm-hmm. if it was there's still even if it is your favourite like there's still a thing is uh, oh, sure. too much deserve, you know yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so uh, It's nice to have the different horror subgenres, you know, having the presence and
1: yeah. That would be interesting, it. like, I mean, maybe we can do like a, a bonus, uh little mini bonus episode on the pa- Patreon or something, but that, that might be an interesting discussion to kind of look at the state of like certain subgenres and see oh, like, yeah, yeah. you know, w- like uh, if, you know, if we've gotten any good ones recently or if like, you know, we think there might be some on the rise or coming back or something. I don't know.
0: No, no, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about. Is, you know, are vampire movies kind of like a happening or dead, or zombie movies happening, you know, yeah, that kind of subject? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's interesting. But- uh,
1: I fe- uh, actually, well, yeah, because you mentioned that. Uh, I, I forget where I heard it from before, but I think I heard someone say something along the lines of like, uh, I don't know if I, if I'm going to get it mixed up, but like, I think someone alluded to, like, oh, like when uh democrats are in office uh <laughs> like vampire movies are big and then like when republicans are in office like zombie movies are big or something like that like uh, I, I don't know if, if that's true <laughs> uh someone can
0: go back and study uh those those four and eight year periods and see if uh, that's that that tracks i don't know yeah.
1: <laughs> i think i i think the I, and again, I, I forget who said this, but I, I think the point that they're trying to say is like, you know, Republicans are kind of like brainless people that just follow the whatever. And like Democrats are like, you know, will like to bleed you dry or whatever, which, you know, <laughs> obviously these aren't my beliefs. I'm just, uh, you know, uh, quoting a person who I think said something along those lines, but I could be mixing it up. <laughs> but it's interesting if that is true, if there is like a correlation between that. I'm glad you brought up the thing. You're you're not entirely sure if it was
0: accurate or was ever said at all.
1: Some uh, I mean I just like to bring up stuff and then have smarter people than me uh you know, verify it.
0: You can just say me, Tim. You can just say you Peter verifies things.
1: That's okay. Well I mean you weren't stepping in there to correct me, so I don't know how uh uh trustworthy that is. And now you're like leaving to go uh I
0: don't know. <laughs> open an encyclopedia or something. <laughs> Firefly he called you an encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> so, but yeah, no, I uh like I think Terrifier uh, was was a refreshing experience the first movie wh- mm-hmm. when I saw it, and I wasn't super into All Hallows Eve. Although I am going to bring it up later when I'm talking about uh, the mythology because I actually think it starts in that. Uh, okay. But um,
1: yeah, that's like I don't even sp- remember all hallows eve at at all um is it all hallows eve or just hallows eve i guess all i guess all hallows eve okay so i did watch the first terrifier um like a a few days before oh okay uh watching this to prep so um still fun it's still a good movie
0: yeah i i I loved uh, the first terrifier as well when i saw Mm -hmm. that's that definitely adds a lot more of everything though and definitely puts a new little twist on things just to make it feel fresh again uh, which does make me fascinated because uh, when I saw it in the theater, and I did miss the second half, but I did wake up during the credits. Uh, <laughs> th- and after the credits, there was like a little interview segment kind of thing with the director oh, talking really? about the future that you know is, eh, uh.
1: uh
0: And it did kind of sound like yeah, there's like he's, he's got it in his head what three will be and what the mythology and where it's going I mean, and all that stuff is.
1: Yeah, I, at this point, like I, the fact that it's like made so much more like you know over his budget like i mean i feel like the third one has to be like you know they'd be stupid not to i imagine it will
0: be quicker than the six years it took two to (laughs) be made i feel like it will be a bit quicker six years
1: it It doesn't feel like that long
0: (laughs) i mean part of it would be the uh you know the pandemic that slowed it down because they were shooting at the start of the pandemic and i actually got a little bit of other uh trivia based on that later but uh yeah, so, so that kind of delayed things as well. And obviously, it's one one thing to mention as well. is I'm sure there's, there may be a little bit of CG here or there, but it's mostly practical effects. It's, you mm-hmm. know, it's prosthetics, it's makeup. There's even an animatronic at one
1: point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of uh, gnarly things. Um, it looks great. I mean, like, sometimes it, it does look, like, very... You know, like, he'll be ripping into, like, a person's body, and it does look very obviously fake. But, again, that's all kind of, like, part of the charm of yeah. it. Like, I'd say it looks fake, but not bad. Right, right, right. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah,
0: yeah. There's kind of a weird distinction to give it, but it 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 kind of it fills I mean, that very kind
1: of charming horror movie line. I think. I, I think I heard like someone on a podcast like refer to it as like it, it looks like everyone's body is just made up of a, like a bunch of chili. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it really made me laugh. Like. um like, I mean, I, I don't necessarily disagree with, but I mean, I I don't think it's an insult, though. Like, I, I think it does look good. And it actually does like a lot of the um, kind of like the blood and the insides that they're pulling out. Like, it doesn't look like other like intestines or something that you see in other movies. Like, like even that stuff, it does seem like kind of sloppier and messier than other things mm-hmm. you'll see.
0: Yeah, no, it was good, though. and I enjoy all the murder scenes as uh, as a result. Uh, <laughs> you you mix that with Art's performance where he's reacting to his own work and, you know, you're in for a, a fun time, pretty much. So...
1: Yeah. Is it the same guy uh, that did it in this one, or...?
0: Yeah, same actor in the, the two movies. It was a different actor before that. Oh, okay. But it was the same actor in the two movies. And he is definitely the best yeah. at it, like, you know... Like,
1: oh, absolutely, yeah, he's great. Like, uh, especially, like, you know, selling, you know... Uh, all like the silent kind of mime gimmicks and stuff like uh, he does a really good job
0: yeah yeah The like he just looks at people or waves or smiles or mm-hmm. you know he's kind of got that weird smile most of the time but then every so often <laughs> when he takes it away and he looks angry it's like oh no shit like he's always happy mm-hmm. and sure he does a lot of nasty things when he's happy anyway but like what's he gonna do when he's not happy <laughs> yeah but <laughs> <or> you pissed him <laughs> off like no, these are mm-hmm. these are very serious questions so yeah uh really good time Uh, i think we'll just give the spoiler warning so we can get into it it's a long movie there's a lot to discuss Mm -hmm. uh a lot of ideas and and whatnot so um terrifier 2 uh i mean Mm -hmm. it's set a year after the first one but the prologue scene i think is set the same night as terrifier 1 so terrifier 1 and you just rewatched it so you can remind me if i'm wrong but Mm -hmm. um after art seemingly died at the end of the first movie he the ending was him waking up in the morgue and sort of like oh he's yeah. alive <laughs>
1: right. yeah it's so, yeah like uh,
0: a quick little jump scare yeah but uh, so in terrifier 2 it's kind of like him just oh he's just gotten up and this is him out in like an alleyway somewhere and this is him just sort of mm-hmm. recouping after he's woken back up uh and we get like some mm-hmm. fun antics from him right at the start of the movie he was into like a uh, like a vets or something like that you know uh, like a vet clinic mm-hmm. Uh, and like brutally murders the guy who's working there, <laughs> uh, <laughs> including ripping out his eye and putting it in his own eye socket, which which is one of the first one's that made me laugh because the way he sort of goes Ta-da! <laughs> when he shows off his new eye,
1: uh, gave yeah. me a good <laughs> chuckle. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So so was that not the? I was I was trying to think if that um. That was not the guy at the morgue, but I maybe I'm... Maybe it was a guy at the morgue, I don't know. The... I, yeah, because I, I, I think... Yeah, because then this one, I believe, opens up with them... Kind of going back a little bit, like, in the morgue before he kind of gets up. And then they have, like, those other cops come in, like, wheeling the bodies. And then, you know, they... Unless I'm thinking about the end of the first movie yeah, since yeah, I watched that's, them so That's,
0: that's not in two. That's in one. I didn't see any of this. Okay.
1: <laughs> that's in one. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking of the end of the first movie. The, <laughs> the,
0: the, the, the opening shots of this movie are like an alleyway and then Art comes walking out of the, the fog okay, cool.
1: or whatever. Yeah. Okay. um Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm running on extremely little sleep. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> um... No, but, you know,
0: he really kills uh, this guy mm-hmm. and uh, the guy's, like, trying I to I do form... remember,
1: like, the, the eyeball stuff, because, yeah, I think... So, are, are we to think that, like... Because I, I, I got the sense that he... You know, because he, he was, like, pretty messed up from, you know, the end of the first movie. So, to me, it, it seemed like he was using that to, like, replace his eye, <laughs> which, I mean, I don't know what the supernatural powers of art, <laughs> how they work... Like, if he can just kind of like heal himself and like use other people's body parts or, or something <laughs> to replace his own. Well, I mean, that's what the scene's telling you. He can do this. <laughs> like, I, I don't think it's confusing. He just does it. It's like, okay, so he can do this. <laughs> I know. I guess, I, I guess maybe I'm asking more like. How? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a bi- that's a bigger question, Timmy.
0: That uh, I, I've got some large mythology ideas, but I feel I don't think okay. we're ready for that in the opening couple scenes. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, he goes to a to clean himself up, and he just strips down uh, naked, except his his mask and his uh his face paint, obviously but he's sitting there reading the newspaper. that was really funny. That's a really funny scene because mm-hmm. the guy there's sleeping and it, it just cuts to him sitting there reading the newspaper. Uh, art, that is, mm-hmm. while he's, like, naked. Um, mm-hmm. And then it introduces, like, a new character. I, I, you know, I, I hesitate to call mm-hmm. her a character because it's kind of a figment of his, in his head. Although, there are other characters who can see her later, but most regular people can't see her. And that is, mm-hmm. uh, I think she's credited as just the pale girl. Okay. Uh, let me just confirm that. Uh, yeah, the little pale girl is what she's credited as. But she's like <laughs> okay. a small lady art, is <laughs> the best way I could describe <laughs> her. She's got the same kind of brank, expressionless smile on mm-hmm. her face. Um, her introduction, uh, while staring at art, she seems to shit a bunch of stuff onto the floor. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. like, It's not poop. It always... uh, yeah. I-, I didn't make that clear. It's not poop. It's like a bunch of just other matter it's disgusting yeah. looking but it's it's like it's very gross yeah I, mean, I, I, I guess it's just kind of like that chili you were mentioning is the insides
1: of people yeah. she <laughs> shits out a bunch of that uh I mean, we, we just like when we started watching this too like we just started like eat dinner and this is like <laughs> oh the you're first like five all. minutes you're f- <laughs> of the movie <laughs> what oh Tam, you just watched the first move again you really thought eating
0: dinner during <laughs> terrifier 2 was a safe move <laughs>
1: I mean, we don't have a lot of time. Like by the time we put <laughs> Wyatt to bed, you know, do I want to wait? You know, to watch uh, delay the movie another thirty minutes? You know, to dinner, you, you kind of have to power through. Okay, okay. okay. Uh,
0: um, I mean, I uh, I was not eating uh, while well, I watched the scene. <laughs> it's a good, uh, yeah,
1: good choice. So uh, no problems for me, but. Uh, she comes over i, I like this girl I, I thought she was very entertaining um oh yeah yeah she's good yeah the i think on paper the idea of like yeah give him like a little girl sidekick it's like is that the best idea but i don't know it actually i mean and obviously it's not like you know she's really there for like a lot of the movie or anything but i don't know whatever she did show up I, it was kind of fun
0: it wasn't overdone i think that was the big thing that kept <laughs> it feeling from like overbearing. overbearing. it was still the art show it never felt like it was taken yeah. away from art um, but she comes over and they start doing the, the clapping the hands uh, thing. I don't even know what you call it. <laughs> Petty cake. There you go. Uh, and mm-hmm. then the guy who's there wakes up and looks at him and it sort of establishes that he can't see her. So he just sees naked mm-hmm. art going like this to himself. Like, you know, <laughs> so uh, it's all all very mm-hmm. amusing. Uh, he does kill the guy as he leaves the, the laundrette. Or he, well, actually, he's already killed him. It kind of reveals that he's mm-hmm. already killed him because he's, he's stuck at like, the top of a broom <laughs> handle, like through his head. And mm-hmm. that looks quite cool. But I did like the idea that Art actually cleaned up the laundry because he's mopping the floor. He's actually <laughs> cleaning up all the blood. Like, mm. well, that's really considerate of I him. Mean,
1: you see, Jason or Michael mm. cleaning up after themselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think he he knows like what works and like <laughs> you know like because uh, uh, yeah, I think to him like leaving like these this big mess and like all this bloody and stuff like that's not like funny like him. Actually, like, going the extra mile and cleaning up and tidying up is actually pretty funny, though. Yeah, for sure.
0: Uh, so, that's where we get a title. We get the uh, Terrifier 2 title.
1: And, um, from and just, the- like, you know, when you were speaking before about, like, just all the, you know, all the stuff that works for you, like, you know, the synth and the, yeah, yeah. the look and stuff of it. Like, you know, even stuff like the title credits, like, you know, reminded me of, like, the kind of 80s slasher movies that yeah uh, we like. Like, just, like, you know, the, the color and, like, the font and stuff just, it looked cool <laughs> i mean not even just that i mean
0: obviously you get the synth music but like i think for me what made it feel really like old school was that it kept like you know, you'd know you get a couple of screens of titles of names mm-hmm. and then it would be like but then you get a little bit of uh the main character sienna uh like you know working oh, on her she. on her project so it kind of mm-hmm. it felt like the start of like uh dream warriors specifically was the one yes. i was thinking mm-hmm. of because mm-hmm. that movie starts with uh the main character, I can't remember. If she's painting something, or if she's uh, working on like a model, but she's doing something. Well, sim- she's, yeah,
1: she's working working on her costume, I believe. No, no, no. I mean, in, I mean, in Dream War. I know she, oh, I know, I know, Wars, I know what this sorry, character's
0: sorry. doing. I, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I mean, the character in uh, Dream Warriors, but
1: regardless, yeah. she's she's working on something in her room. This was kind of similar, where she's working think, on her Halloween costume. Yeah, I think Dream Warriors is actually a pretty apt uh, comparison uh, uh, to make to this movie because you do get like some dream logic-y
0: you know stuff. kind of stuff yeah, like, yeah.
1: You, you actually get actual like dream sequences and and everything yeah uh mm-hmm.
0: so it establishes that she's a bit of an artist and she's she's making her costume and there's a lot of stuff behind like what her costume is as it goes on it mm-hmm. looks like a sort of warrior outfit with angel wings and there's you know some stuff mm-hmm. that feeds into that as we go uh but it introduces her introduces her mother introduces her little brother uh, her little brother who is obsessed with serial killers and actually wants to dress as mm-hmm. art for Halloween because there's sketches of him from the previous year, which, mm-hmm. you know, like, I think it's poor taste to dress up as an actual serial killer anyway, but to dress up as a serial killer who's not been caught yet seems especially dodgy. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Dodgy. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I mean, especially something that's like, yeah, just from a year ago. That is uh, that's definitely poor
0: taste. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, we don't necessarily go scene by scene here. I, th- I think at this point we can just sort mm. of talk about, like, Sienna and the other like family characters, like and just sure. all their stuff before we bring an in art into the mix. But uh mm. you know, we learn that the father's not around anymore. It sounds like he committed suicide early on. And then as the film goes on, you know, we, we get that confirmed and we get like some more details about how he died and all the rest of But the big thing that's set up fairly early on is that <laughs> the costume she's making for Halloween was something that her dad designed. Uh because mm. uh, he was an he was an artist who drew things, you know, he designed things and he actually sketched yeah. this character. This is a character he made for his daughter when she was younger. So mm. it's kinda she's kinda honoring her father's memory uh by by making this and wearing it for for Halloween. Mm. That's kind of the big thing they set up uh for her character. Um mm. but there's there's some nice like uh chemistry I think with her and the mum in particular when yeah. she's kind of like talking about her little brother and like hey we have to watch him or send him to a psychologist because he's uh <laughs> he's getting into some weird shit you know uh, uh, yeah. and this is how it connects to the first film too because the, the the little brothers uh looking up the the victims of the first movie so you see some photos of them and <laughs> and stuff like that uh which is yeah which is neat just to make it all feel like it's part of the, yeah. the same world uh, mm despite the fact that, you know, none of these characters... Well, it's not that they don't come back, because technically one survivor has got a brief appearance later. Yes. <laughs> but uh, more, more I, than that. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I still have a lot of questions uh, about that. Because, like, that was one of the... Like, when I was re-watching the first movie, like, I, I guess I, like, totally forgot about that opening sequence and was just like, yeah, that is so weird. Like, why does she just, like... Go crazy and kill that uh, reporter, and then uh, yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily we get answers in this movie, but I guess we get some more to that story a little bit. Well, that's a good point.
0: Actually, is that that uh, bookend from the first movie with the the reporter thing that is actually set during Terrifier two?
1: Because <laughs> oh, you, oh yeah 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 cause, you're right. you, yeah because the a friend.
0: Yeah, because you see her, or you, or you used to hear them talking. Oh, yeah, you see a little bit as well, actually. I think ours watching it mm-hmm. in a scene. Uh, but you see mm-hmm. like this interview happen with the survivor of the first movie, and then you hear the friend in the high school the next day say, hey, she had, you know, that, that survivor attacked the, <laughs> the journalist. Uh, yeah. And so it kind of like solidifies that, that that does play into the second movie a little bit, uh, and especially the, the mid-credits mm-hmm. scene, which... Uh, yes, yeah, know, very much. We'll, 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 we'll definitely get to. There's some... Mm-hmm. juicy details uh, mm-hmm. to be had there. Mm-hmm. No? Not juicy? Okay. <laughs> no, no, it's very juicy. Uh, okay. Just, uh... mm-hmm. um, <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I think the, like, like I say, the little brother's acting can be a bit stilted at times. Mm. Uh, you know, there's little moments where he comes in to like get, get help with these, like, these, these little art hat that he wants to wear. The shrink's <laughs> broke and he's talking to his sister mm-hmm. and maybe this is a scene that you could maybe have cut out, but uh, mm-hmm. it, it, this is one of these little moments where he it establishes how they feel about their dad a little bit and it, you know brings mm-hmm. out some of their family history and he's got a couple of lines here that feel a bit stilted the, 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 you know the um, tallest kid in my class or uh, <laughs> you know a lot of moments like that it just, it, it, they feel kind of like the sort of cheesy dialogue that you would get in an 80s movie mm-hmm. which is maybe why mm-hmm. I kind of felt some charm by it but uh, sure yeah wasn't too- and then the other main characters we introduced to are uh, sienna's two friends uh and the you know the plot of the the movie is that they're going to a, a party together later on for halloween and mm. um you know so that's the basic setup of that stuff uh and she, she's freaking out because one of the big things that happens early on and this is the big first thing we're going to really talk about is the dream sequence mm. uh which mm-hmm. notably i don't think art appears in the like present day of the movie until after this dream sequence which i think Mm -hmm. is maybe a little interesting but uh sienna is like flicking through tv as she's lying in bed and she lands on this weird like kids show Mm uh where it's you know someone's got a guitar and they're singing songs with kids and it's like a kids tv set and it's called the clown cafe and they're singing about the clown cafe and she falls asleep Mm -hmm. and then she has a dream where she's in this right she's stuck one of the little kids in the clown cafe and the song's going on, and it's you know it's, uh, talking about, and you see like a mural of Art the Clown on the wall, and Art eventually shows up, and it's a really wild scene because he ends up pulling out a Tommy gun after, after he's been nice to a bunch of them and like giving them presents, mm. uh, and he's very Art the Clown way. He pulls out a Tommy <laughs> gun and just mows everyone down, and then yeah. starts using other weapons. He uses a flamethrower at one point. <laughs> uh, he you know he's doing all this crazy stuff. Um, and he's chasing down Sienna. And it's, it's a pretty long sequence, actually. It goes on for like a good five minutes, at least, uh, mm-hmm. from start to finish. And eventually, uh, Sienna, like, in the dream, holds up the sword her dad gave her, which is actually sitting in her bedroom. Uh, the dad mm-hmm. gave her the sword. And it blocks the fire. But it, when she wakes up, uh, like her entire like, cabinet where the sword is lying is all on fire, as if it's actually mm-hmm. affected the, the room. It's affected the real world. And, you know, it's a bit of a bit of drama. The mum comes in and puts the fire out, blah, blah, blah. Um, and that's that's got her kind of shaking the next day, and she's kind of scared. Blah, blah, blah. So a lot of interesting things here. The idea that she's in some way connected to art before art's even showing up. And it's true that for the rest of the movie, art is kind of zeroing in on her the whole movie. Like, he's going after mm-hmm. her friends. He's going after her family. Uh, obviously, he sees her at the, the Halloween costume store like it's all about getting to her like he's clearly zoning in on her uh Mm -hmm. and this dream i guess is kind of the first thing with the hints as to why and to to maybe what's going on
1: yeah um you know sometimes like dream sequences can be you know kind of cheap in movies or whatever Mm -hmm. but uh, i actually like this quite a bit like i thought it was like very weird and creepy and cool Uh, um it probably went on a little too long. Like it feels like something that maybe could have been trimmed, but, mm. um, I, I do like the, just the kind of general weirdness around all this. And I, I forget if this is where we get like the kid eating the cereal too.
0: Yeah. It's just a kid eating like, the cereal with the razor blades in it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I like all this. Um, I, I just like all this like kind of extra weirdness. Like, you know, art is already weird and he does like all the gags and stuff, but I like all this kind of extra stuff too. Uh, like, yeah the the, you know these like weird messed up kids (laughs) that are doing this stuff like uh and it just adds like this kind of unsettling you know nature to the movie like it doesn't need to be there but it's like really nice um you know (laughs) uh like a little extra like treat uh to give you just a yeah make it seem like weird and nasty
0: i mean it kind of functions in a few different ways one you know there's a bit of a gap between the first like 10 minutes where art's done a lot of killing and then the next proper kill mm. so this yeah. kind of acts as a stopgap kill where you get to see him kill a lot of people but it's not maybe it's not yeah. real but it's still you still get to see it you still get the visuals of him doing all this sure, crazy yeah. stuff mm-hmm. uh but it, it also is intriguing because it's like okay why is she having this dream what does it mean um so this is where I'm going to bring up something from All Hallows Eve, which I only vaguely remembered. I double-checked it to, to, okay. to be sure. But if you remember, All Hallows Eve, it was an anthology movie, and the last segment was the Art of the Clown segment. Mm-hmm. The premise of that was that the babysitter, whoever it was in the movie, was watching different tapes that the uh, the kid had. Uh, or maybe mm-hmm. it was one tape that had different stories on it. By the way, it was like a VHS tape or whatever and Mm -hmm. she was watching the stories on that so she watches the the stories and the third ones, the art the clown one assuming there Mm -hmm. was three maybe there was more than three but it was the last one was the art the clown one and then the final segment is the art the clown like sort of was on the tv and kind of recognized her and was trying to break out the tv and then he came into the real world so yeah yeah, so i can't help but notice here that she sees this show on tv and you could read it as she's just already dreaming it's not really there or whatever Mm -hmm but this idea that art came through media or you could call it art right he came through okay. art right where does sienna's costume and this like fictional character she's playing come from oh the dads notebook. drawings yeah like so from uh, art she also comes from art so this is this is where my uh, connecting the red string on the yeah. on the board really begins and I, you know because so just to talk about this now since we're kind of into it um mm-hmm. as the film goes on obviously the big things that, that play out from this that are relevant to it is we find out more about the dad and how he died we find out that he had a tumor and he was having mm-hmm. visions of something bad before the end and mm-hmm. he ultimately i think he got drunk and drove into like a electric transformer or something and fried and that's how he died mm-hmm. but he was having these visions and talking about bad things happening. And he made a point of giving his daughter this sword before he died, right? And he'd already been drawing mm-hmm. this character uh, up until that point. Uh, that, that sounds like something he'd been doing since she was smaller, but, you mm-hmm. know, like it, it became more of a full-fledged, complete thing before he went away. Um, mm-hmm. So he's doing that, right? And he was knew, knew that something bad was coming.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, art came through media from wherever he came from. Mm -hmm. he is clearly some sort of supernatural entity or maybe a cosmic entity he is a force of evil Mm -hmm. of some kind uh he can clearly just revive as much as he wants he can't be killed uh Mm -hmm. or he can be killed but he'll always come back i guess is maybe a better way of putting it and Mm -hmm. in this movie we introduce sienna who also dies before the end of the movie and is resurrected (laughs) just like art and Mm -hmm. is able to seemingly kill art again with her her sword that her dad gave her (laughs) so my wild logic here what (laughs) what i'm reading from this is that she is embodying some sort of cosmic force or supernatural force herself call it maybe you call it an angel maybe the wings are kind of trying to hint that it's an angelic (laughs) force um or whatever but the way i was kind of getting at this is that the art himself, the physical body he's in, might not really be his body. It might, if I, it might even be her dad. That was like my yeah, one that, that, that little was... thing. I was like, "Is it maybe?" No, this is the thing. I don't have a problem with this because I don't think it's actually her dad. Her dad. It's just his body. Right. You know, it's just like mm-hmm. art. Whatever entity art is, he's in. He's in 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 the dad's body, and maybe mm-hmm. the dad was having these visions he, for whatever reason. He was, um, you know, he was having these visions because of the tumor of what was coming and he kind of made sure mm-hmm. his daughter had the tools to be the one that could fight him so I think that she she's still her she's still Sienna but I think she like has now got something else mm-hmm. in her that's come from the art it, whether or not it was created in the art and ca- came to her or the art is just a way for it to pass through to her I feel like both art and mm-hmm. her both have that they've both received whatever makes them special through mm-hmm. art and I've got a meta reason for this that I love okay. <laughs> and I'm going to get into it in a minute but it's just as far as inside the universe goes how are you feeling about all this interpretation
1: <laughs> no I mean that, that's really interesting uh, again I haven't uh you know really had the time to, to put a lot of that together um like my one thing was you know since seeing like all that stuff in the the, the sketchbook and since art was so focused on hunting the kids down like mm. my my one kind of theory was like oh like could it be the dad or whatever and uh correct me if i'm wrong i i think i missed this but my wife was saying something about how they're talking about like when the dad died like he i forget if he was getting fried or was in a fire or something but like something happened where like you know his like lungs or mouth got scorched so like he couldn't even scream anymore um oh she uh, may have said something like that yeah yeah because I, I i think i i might have like missed it for a second but then my wife mentioned it but when she but yeah, you know, when she said that that was another thing where i was like oh well like art can't talk so like yeah if he isn't inhabiting the body and maybe if, if that is part of it where yeah like in the end when the dad died like it you know he couldn't uh talk anymore and that's yeah, a possible it, reason why art can't talk so and it adds um, maybe
0: like a an extra layer to it if like if we, when we mm-hmm. say he was having these visions when he had this tumor maybe the tumor was that he was he knew he was going to get taken over maybe he maybe that's why he tried yeah. to kill himself <laughs> maybe he tried to kill himself because he knew that this force was going to go into him and that would explain mm-hmm. the connection between art and sienna on you know on this level where they just he's aware mm-hmm. of her and he knows about her and he knows that she's the threat to him and that's why he's coming after her kind of thing
1: yeah, uh, man, I I like that a lot. That that uh that actually makes a lot of sense. I, I'm glad you were able to pick up on all that and and put that together because I, um, I mean you know it's hard to say if that is you know necessarily true or whatever. Hopefully you know we'll find out or whatever. Uh, but I do like uh, that interpretation of it. I think that is a a pretty cool, interesting theory. I um, think it makes
0: sense because these names are, and it was really it was the fallen asleep to the. Mm-hmm the tv advert and then that becoming kind of like reeling her head and then like yeah. almost like she got her powers during that segment because like she, mm-hmm. she used the sword in the dream and it almost mm-hmm. just it made me think I was like, wait, wasn't there something about art coming out of a tv before
1: and that's what i went back yeah. and double checked uh all hallows eve and i went wait a minute and i'm glad you remember that and then um yeah and and i like if that is the case i like that you know sometimes you'll have like someone will you know, appear in, like, a small segment or something before, you know, their, their bigger role. And, you know, sometimes I'll kind of just toss that aside. I'll be like, oh, yeah, technically that was the first appearance, but it's not really, like, the same character. It's not the same thing. Uh, but, I mean, if that is, you know, if all that uh, does, you know, work out, uh, it is kind of cool that that is, like... You know, that they had that idea like all yeah. the way, you know, at the, at the start of it. And, um, well, whether or not it was
0: planned exactly like this from the start, or it's just mm. like, oh, wait, that's how I introduced him. So I'm going to use that
1: in <laughs> building the greater, you know, world that he's now doing. Yeah. Uh, I, I gotta tell you though, I, I love this shit. And this is actually, I think, one of like the funnest things. Like, <laughs> you know, like when, you, when you're talking about movies, cause I, I was having like a, a discussion like <clears throat> you know with a friend the other day and they were asking about um you know uh well uh, we're talking about the movie nope which you know we haven't done on the show but you know we will do eventually and soon. i'm not going to spoil anything <laughs> uh yeah very soon uh but you know i'm not going to spoil anything but basically like you know there was like stuff that you know this friend was kind of confused by so like they're asking questions and they're like <laughs> yeah you know i I don't really get it you know i was trying to look up like youtube videos to get explanations and stuff and it's like nah like that's not the way to do it like i feel like so many people that watch the movie and then like they'll instantly want to be like okay yeah let me go see the youtube video that says like blah 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 movie explained or whatever and it's like i don't know that's just not like as fun a way to do it like i I like this kind of thing where like you're talking to a friend and it's like oh you know i piece, piece this thing together and i got this idea here and then you go like oh shit like yeah and then actually if that's true then that reminds me of this other part of the movie where, like, that works out and stuff, and, um, I don't know, I I think there's, uh, (laughs) like, I I don't know, I think, like, audiences, I don't know if you agree, but, like, I feel like audiences are very passive nowadays. Like, a lot of people just want answers and stuff explained to them in, like, a, you know, three-minute YouTube clip or whatever. But no, no, Tim, don't shit on these people too much because, uh, some of them (laughs) may come to
0: us for the explanation, and I very much appreciate that traffic, so... (laughs)
1: Oh, no, yeah, that's true. Yeah, no, I mean, you should definitely listen to us, but, yes. you know, I, I think, but I, I like to think that the people that are listening to us are, are very smart and already have their ideas sure. and theories, but they, they just want to get our take on it and have that, a discussion about it. That's right. Massage them. Massage the egos, Tim. That's right. <laughs> uh, But kind of, I guess, Uh, but to relate it back to the movie, though, I think what's interesting about this is, you know, uh, I, I think there's a way where, you know, people might watch it and say well, this was stupid. It didn't make any sense. Like, why does this happen? Mm. Why does this happen? Uh, But then I think there's a way that, you know, you and I are looking at it where it's like, it feels like the filmmaker knows what he's doing and maybe he's not letting us in on everything yet. But I feel confident that he's not just putting stuff that, hey, this would be cool. Like, you know, it's like I can feel that there's like a, a mythos there that he absolutely. you know uh, is exploring and
0: yeah absolutely I especially since like, even if you don't get what I, everything I was just talking about the TV stuff because maybe you've not seen all mm-hmm. Halloween's Eve you've forgotten or whatever like they hammer home her dad drew this outfit and gave yeah. her this <laughs> like, they make it clear that mm-hmm. like this creation comes from his art and his, the killer's mm-hmm. name is Art like there's, there's a mm-hmm. connection there that I think is even just evident in this movie before you start thinking about everything else you've seen um, mm-hmm. and, and the in the film um he also turns on a tv or like the uh, little pale girl watches the tv interview when the tv is disconnected mm-hmm. from anything which again goes into the idea oh, that yeah. you know like i don't know they have this connection with media and content mm-hmm. which i get into you know i'm very happy you're enjoying this conversation and i'm happy that you like this part of the movie because <laughs> why i was thinking coming into this is that you might like the kills and stuff but this is the part that you might hate because it's not explained in this movie or or, or whatever I love piecing it well, together, though. You know, I love, like, as long as it feels that like there's a method mm, to the madness, you are like, okay, there's, there's something right. here. I can get into it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think the, you know, the big, the big thing here is, you know, it's, uh, it's a matter of, like, talent and skill, where, yeah, if there's, if the movie was very poorly made, then this would just be a thing that stands out that's like, oh, yeah, also the movie doesn't make sense. Like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> but, you know, when you're someone who actually has, like, a vision behind it, even though it doesn't even though there might be stuff that you have questions on you feel safe in their hands that it's like oh there's something there and then i don't know to me that just makes it fun because it's like oh well you know i like coming up with theories or talking about it with friends and uh especially like you were just doing like when you're like yeah, like give me some insight that I hadn't thought about it's it like, oh shit, like like I like having those little brain pops yeah, yeah. where it's like, oh man, that's cool, but I, oh, I don't a, know, it's
0: it's a great feeling. See see when you've, you mm-hmm. you like a movie and then someone like adds like a layer to it that you didn't think of yeah. and, you, and it clicks for you immediately. It is a great feeling. You're like, oh shit, you just made it better. <laughs> you just made it better yeah. in my head.
1: <laughs> and yeah, and then uh, I don't know, it, it just makes me mad when like um you know, and again, like, you know, not everyone is like this, but I feel like, you know, there's like the larger kind of (laughs) normie audience out there that just like wants everything explained to him. Like they just want a character to come on screen and say, well, uh, you know, this is happening because of this, this, and this, and then, you know, that's done. But I, I, I don't know. I think that's also like the kind of like a lazier, Way to do the, things. The like... filthy
0: casuals who are all watching the yes. Marvel movies during the weekend, <laughs> then try and watch Terrifier two and complain that it's not spelled
1: out for them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Uh, I don't know. Am I again? Am I just like an old guy ranting here? Oh, like, I mean, do you agree with this? Like, I, 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 I agree pretty much uh
0: you're coming across as an old man yelling at cloud but i agree with the sentiment you're saying (laughs) (laughs) um i'd maybe be a bit more tactful in how i present the argument but (laughs) no i'm on board i
1: care i'm on board
0: (laughs) no i like i i think you know what you were saying before about if you feel like you're in the hands of someone who clearly knows what they're doing even if it's not like an obvious thing up front like to me that that that, that's describing david lynch i'm not i'm not saying terrifier 2 is a david lynch (laughs) style thing because it's not but That's how I feel with David Lynch, is that you don't necessarily get it all up front. You Mm -hmm. don't necessarily just understand. And people who don't like it and don't get it, like, they may have valid complaints in why they don't like David Mm -hmm. Lynch, but they tend to say, oh, it's just a bunch of nonsense that makes no sense. And I'm like, no. (laughs) No, there is stuff here. Like, people (laughs) have dug into it, and there's definitely meat on this bone. Uh, It's called
1: Cinema, (laughs) Sweetheart. Look it up. So, uh, (laughs) Did you... you you, Real quick, did you see... uh, uh, There's, like, a clip going around on Twitter, uh, which I... Man, I, I kind of want to look up if like every movie have these because it's so entertaining. But like it was a like a little like commercial or whatever where they're interviewing people after they went and saw Eraserhead like opening night or whatever. Oh
0: no, no, I've not seen this.
1: So uh, it, it's really funny because yeah, you just see like a lot of people uh, like walking out of the movie and, like, "Hey, what do you think about the movie?" And a lot of them are just like, "That was the worst thing I've ever seen." <laughs> uh, and then like there was there was like one guy who said something along the lines like. Oh, it was like the the ultimate suspense movie. Like I kept waiting for something to happen, and then it ended.
0: <laughs> they weren't ready. They weren't ready for lunch. Yeah. that's all I'm saying. There,
1: there were like more people that liked it too, but obviously, it's more fun to see the people that are just like yeah. completely baffled by it. But um, I want to see that for every like you know movie from the, like the 70s and 80s, just like seeing audiences' reactions as soon as they're leaving the theater. <laughs> yeah um uh, i saw this other uh other one like someone that posted like during halloween it was for a uh a nightmare on elm street movie i forget which one it was but yeah like someone just like came out there like yeah man that freddy's a nut <laughs> so that, am like that's, all right i mean mm-hmm. that's i guess that's one way to describe him <laughs> yeah that, 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 i can't argue with that <laughs> statement
0: he is a nut um so yeah, so I love this mythology stuff that it's poking at a little bit. I mean, there's probably some, some smaller things we've not mentioned yet that we'll point out when we talk about the scenes properly, but like, I think all this kind of enriched the movie to me and added this extra layer that was like beyond just the uh, you know the slashery goodness which we're going to get to. But the meta side of this that I wanted to talk about, because I, once I had this theory in my head, I started thinking about, okay why is this amazing why why is this a good idea for a slasher because i wouldn't necessarily mm-hmm. think a slasher movie is the place where you want to set up a story of good versus evil because that's ultimately what they've set up sure. by the end is art is this force mm-hmm. of evil sienna is imbued with this power of good she's the one who can take him on you've got this good versus evil and that doesn't necessarily work for a slasher movie typically because you know you want the 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 heroes the victims to feel vulnerable so the killer feels scary mm-hmm. and you know that's what you, you do and then something clicked in my brain, and I went, "Oh, this is genius!" And I'll tell you why it's genius. Right? Okay. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. <laughs> so, I want to talk about. I want to, so, to talk about this, to see what I think this is doing, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring up Halloween. Halloween, mm-hmm. fantastic horror film. The movie of the holiday. Movie of the holiday. Uh, I would say the best horror movie ever made. Michael Myers mm-hmm. chasing Laurie Strode. Yada yada. First movie's perfect. Can't fault it. Right. But they keep making Mm -hmm. sequels, right? They keep doing sequels. They keep going forever. We just had our 13th Halloween movie. And, you know, there's there's some better Mm -hmm. sequels, there's some more sequels, whatever, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. I think Mm -hmm. the idea of art and Sienna and the idea that they both come from media, I think this whole thing is kind of like taking the idea that in Halloween sequels, especially in particular sequels, Mm -hmm. right? Obviously, you have The Shape. You have Michael Myers, who can't be killed. And he keeps coming mm-hmm. back no matter what, right? They always find a way to bring him back, right? Whether mm-hmm. it's reboots or, oh, no, he wasn't him that got his head cut off. <laughs> you know, whatever it may be, he always <laughs> yes. comes back. And technically, Laurie Strode's not invincible. You know, mm-hmm. and, and and premise, she's not invincible. She's supposed to be vulnerable. But you don't really believe it, right? She has what we call in the business... Plot armor, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And she's effectively invincible in the sense that because they keep what to make sequels with Michael versus Laurie, and the biggest complaint we had with the new one was that oh, we have to go back to Michael versus mm-hmm. Laurie, even mm-hmm. though it's the worst part of the movie. I think mm-hmm. this is genius. This is a meta commentary on this: is that mm-hmm. they've done it literally in the story in Terrifier, where the the final girl is also now an invinci- invincible warrior who will never be able to be defeated by the villain. And mm-hmm. the, the art, the clown, the Michael Myers, the Jason, whatever you call them, is literally also mm-hmm. a- always going to come back. And it's going to mm-hmm. be this battle that lasts forever because neither of them can die. It's basically mm-hmm. just taking what the other movies end up doing and pretending they're not doing, <laughs> but yeah. this is doing it anyway. So I think there's like it's a like meta- spelling it out, yeah. Like- <laughs> so there's like a meta quality to this, and that's why because mm-hmm. I, uh, I was thinking, yeah. But is this a good idea for a slasher movie? And I thought, well, what's it saying mm-hmm. about other slasher movies? Because it clearly, you know, is inspired by them. It's clearly, mm-hmm. you know, the makers are clearly fans of them. And I was like, I think I like this idea. I like this idea that it's <laughs> not mocking, but it's just it's. Uh, playing them with a bit of fun of the idea of how when you get these franchises, the, the main character, if they have a recurring main character, they end mm-hmm. up being just as invincible as the as the villain. And
1: yeah, yeah so I, don't know, I like it. I think no, that's an interesting idea. I like that. I, I, again, like I, I hadn't really thought about that, but that's, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's a... Yeah, that's a very interesting way to look at it. And um, yeah, and again, it, it's a nice little you know, like a addition to something Yeah, you haven't really like seen before. Um, like as much as it feels like this is, you know, a love letter to slasher films, it does feel like, you know, it is also maybe trying to subvert them like a little bit and yeah. you know, give you like some stuff that you haven't seen. Like, um, like I always forget that like, uh, art, like we'll sometimes just use a gun yeah, because <laughs> it feels like so like unslashery, you know, like I, I remember uh, talking
0: about the first movie and saying how I was so shocked when he just pulled out a gun and shot her at one point. Yeah. It's just it's, 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 it's like, wait, what? He can just do that.
1: Yeah. not Yeah. Like Jason, that's not like be yeah, a part of the rules. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Chucky, but you know, yeah, Chuck is a bit that's more. It.
0: <laughs> he, I mean, despite the fact that he's an adult, he's more of a regular guy. If <laughs> yeah. that makes sense? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think, yeah, like, the first movie does subvert it in that way, but for the most part, it's just, like, trying to be this, like, unrelenting, brutal slasher movie, mm-hmm. and it's really sort of, like, going above and beyond because of that. And then this mm-hmm. one is subverting it in these different ways where it's adding all this extra mythology that doesn't feel typical to a slasher movie. It feels like something more out of a, I don't know, some sort of like saga <laughs> the, 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 the horror <laughs> franchise
1: it's kind of weird um but I, mean, I i do think that's cool like it's not something that i would want to see in every movie like oh sure for sure you know like you know hopefully it's not a trend that all, all of a sudden you know it happens but um I, again it kind of feels like a little bit of a you know a, a comparison to like dream warriors or something where uh you have characters that are able to actually have these abilities to fight back against the you know the the slasher um which yeah like you know you don't always usually it's you know the very underpowered uh hero a lot of times you know final girl or or whatever um they'll have to use like their cunning or or whatever to you know escape uh but um yeah it's not often that you see them like yeah, you know, like a video game or something, where, like where they level up or they get like some type of ability uh, to go toe to toe with them, and uh, I, I think that's like really cool. And uh, again, not something I would want to see in every movie, but um, you know, I think it works in like Dream Warriors, I, yeah, it works here.
0: Yeah, and it's worth mentioning, even though we're compared to Dream Warriors, I think it does feel very different to that as well. Like, it's a very oh, yeah, 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 like yeah. this is a very specific like, and I'm not gonna say it's never been done anything similar, but it does feel it mm-hmm. feels fresh, if not completely original. To me, yeah, at least mm-hmm. they do it in this way in this type of slasher movie, it feels mm-hmm. original to me. And I, I, you know, it makes me excited for the third one, not just because I want to see art kill more people in a variety of nasty <laughs> ways, although that's definitely part mm-hmm. of the charm. I actually care mm-hmm. about what they do with the mythology next, which I never thought I'd come for out sure. of Terrifier yeah. 2 saying
1: <laughs> that's true, yeah. Uh,
0: so that's, that's kind of nuts that he's you know, Damien yeah. Leon, who wrote and directed this, pulled this off, uh, yeah, so. You know, Kudos. fair play. <laughs> yeah, fair play to him. Like, that's nuts. So, uh, yeah, so I some of the mythology stuff. I just, I felt like that was just neater to put all together because otherwise it would be sure, sure, doing sure. a piecemeal uh, throughout the, the movie. Yeah, um, yeah we did to talk about the different okay. art scenes, we talk about the kills, you know, the first half of the movie. It's, it's easy to separate kind of before the party. Mm-hmm. And, like, after the party. If there's fact, if there's something else that I would trim, maybe it would be some of the party scenes. Like, there's a lot of scenes of them dancing sure. at the party. Like, you could
1: probably trim that down a little bit as sort well. Of yeah. not uh, like the, the drug stuff is, like, I don't need. It's like. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it, it's fine. Like, you know, it, it doesn't, like, take away from the movie or whatever. But it's like, eh. Like, if you if you needed stuff to, like, you know, cut out or trim.
0: I, I think that's just... Well, maybe not so much the uh, stuff where, like, so the, the friend, uh, Brooke... Like, slips some molly into uh, Sienna's drink. and Great friend. Yeah, while, while she's on it, she sort of like says that's horrible, but she's sort of laughing because she's high. Um, yeah. I do appreciate that when she was starting to sober up afterwards, she actually started to like, hey, you drugged me. That's not cool. Like, what the yeah. hell? Like, I was like, yeah, if someone slipped me something without consent, I don't care who you are. I'm going to, like, I'll turn into Art the Clown.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's extremely messed up. Yeah. Um, so.
0: Yeah, but at least when, when it was Brooke and her boyfriend, though, with a cocaine or whatever it was in the car, at least mm. with that, I felt like this seems like a classic slasher movie thing where it's like, oh, they're doing drugs, so they, they're they about to get killed. It felt like a sort of callback to the, you know, mm-hmm. the 80s slasher movie where the people doing the bad things
1: get get brutally murdered. <sighs> By the way, I mean, you want to talk about tension, man, that scene when they're in the car and then uh, the boyfriend's taking a piss and then, yeah, Brooke just looks at the window and, like, written on the window in the steam or whatever, it says, just the tip. I, like, was instantly like, oh, no, I I know something bad is going to happen to that penis. Which
0: which was a callback, because the guy's wearing a shirt that says, just the tip, but it's like a knife, but just Mm. a bit of blood at the end. Mm. Uh, But it's (laughs) a double entendre, as they say. Yes. But, yeah. Uh, So... Yeah, Art's just sort of working on it. He's building like a... It's basically like a really extreme chip where he's got like a... It's like a leg of a table or something and he's just like breaking <laughs> up bits of scissors and knives and just like sort of like moulding it into the... Hammering it into <laughs> the wood. So he's got this weird... but It's on the poster actually. You can see it. But he's, he's building <laughs> that and he um like sees the... It's inter- a bit of the interview on TV with the, the survivor of the last movie. He just sort of starts laughing at it in his quiet way which I always enjoy. But the next time I think you see him is at the Halloween store? The costume store? That sounds right. Yeah. Uh, because because of the fire, uh, her wings that she'd made meticulously at the start of the movie were destroyed. She had to go buy a cheap pair of angel wings. So she's in the store, she's looking around, and Art just comes in and he's just over in the corner and he waves at her. <laughs> uh, but the fun really begins because she gets freaked out and she goes up to like buy the wings uh, and... <laughs> She's, she's checking out and like every time she's looking she's looking for her her, her purse or whatever Art brings it up for her because she forgets her mm-hmm. bag and t- Art just like puts it on the, the counter and just sort of like mm-hmm. saunters over to the novelty section and we get this sequence where every time she looks back at Art he's wearing a different set of like glasses he's got like the, the googly <laughs> eyes ones he's got the sunglasses at one point mm-hmm. he's putting on a show
1: yeah <laughs> he's putting on a show
0: but the best part of this scene Mm-hmm. The guy the uh, the the employee the one who's like uh, uh, ringing her up uh, goes mm-hmm. to get her a big bag for the wing so she so he leaves the scene for a moment and art picks up a bullhorn <laughs> and he, he does that sort of that tiptoe that cartoon tiptoe thing with, <laughs> with, with his with his hands up and he comes mm-hmm. over to her and look like, she's just sort of standing there scared because she's already freaked out she <laughs> you know, she wants to leave as quickly as possible and he mm-hmm. just he's like right next to her and he just slowly brings up the horn up to the side of her face, and it's just before it goes up to the side of her face, she just goes, "Please don't." <laughs> maybe, maybe I've got a really dark sense of humor, but that really mm-hmm. made me laugh.
1: <laughs> no, it, uh, it's really funny. Uh, I, I think the the whole scene, honestly, was, um, I, I, I was laughing quite a bit. Just, uh, yeah, because uh, I don't know, art is funny. Like, yeah, every time we come to back funny?
0: to him, yeah, it just and then obviously it's... he does ring it. He just go, ah,
1: ah, 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 just does, yeah. does it in her ear a couple of times. And it's just, like, the juxtaposition, too, between him doing, like, very corny gags and, like, mm. you know, her just being, <clears throat> you know, completely terrified. Um, it, it's, just, uh, it, it's just very funny. Uh, and you've also got
0: that it, thing where, like, this could be the real killer from last year, but there's also a lot of people dressing up as him, apparently, for Halloween. So it's, like, is it, yeah. you, know, it you know, she's
1: not sure. Is it really him or is it just some asshole, like? Yeah, um, yeah, that was one thing I was like a little like iffy about because I was like, well, all right, so people know what this guy looks like and that he's on the loose. Like, uh, you think people would be a little bit more scared of him just like you know walking around and stuff? But I, I guess if it is like a popular costume or whatever, well, I think uh, I guess it makes sense to me when I
0: think about the idea that he's, they don't have a photo of him; they just have a sketch, and no one's seen yeah. him since last Halloween. You know, it's been a year. <laughs> yeah I don't know it kind of works for me uh obviously mm-hmm. art kills the uh the employee though uh mm-hmm. he tries to buy the horn and he opens up hes like big he's got like a big trash bag and he's like mm-hmm. just emptying the blades and like the various rusty yeah. bits of metal that he's got uh and then yeah kills the guy he, he bashes his head and uh mm-hmm. so much uh <laughs> it, it, it it switches to like a prosthetic head that gets just impaled. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's just blood <laughs> oozing out, and the chili, as we talked about, and all, all the rest of it, <laughs> really, really uh,
1: brutal. But uh, mm. well, the brutal is death in the movie, though. We still need to get to that mm. because there's. And it's funny come. the yeah the the mom with her kids trying to come into the store, but it's it's locked up, and then <laughs> you just see like art in the window holding the guy's head. Like that's funny. Yeah, there's a few moments in this where art kind of like is like he gets away
0: because people assume that it's a Halloween thing. Like, yeah. it's just a Halloween decoration. It's not a real he's mm. holding, you know. There's a couple of scenes like that. It's a fun time. So, uh, yeah. And also, that this one was a bit murkier for me. I wasn't sure, like, how, how real it was. Although, I assume it was real to the extent that art was there. But uh, the little brother in school, uh, mm-hmm. who's, by the way, his principal. Did you recognize her? From uh, Sleepaway Camp? Yeah, Felicia Rose from yeah. Sleepaway Camp. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, there's like a dead... Uh, what was it a possum? Was possum, it? yeah. yeah. Uh, and they see it outside, but then when he's inside, uh, he gets the hall pass to go to the bathroom. He runs into the little pale girl in art, mm. and they throw it at him. So when the teacher like catches him in the hall with blood all over his shirt and then sees the the dead possum in the hall, mm-hmm. uh, needless to say, he gets into trouble <laughs> and gets sent home.
1: Like the... I don't know, the... <sighs> One thing that I found kind of frustrating about this stuff, like, between, like, this and the principal and, like, with his mom and stuff is that, like, uh, it feels like everyone's just automatically, like, angry at this kid and, like, doesn't really give him a chance to explain. Or maybe he doesn't take the chance to explain uh, enough about, like, you know, what's going on. And, I mean, granted, maybe, you know, they wouldn't believe him anyway if he told them. But I, I just hate that thing where, you know, someone's getting in trouble for something that they, you know, didn't do that uh, was like it's hard to, for me to watch I mean I don't think anyone's going to believe him I think he does kind of say it was the clown I think
0: at one point to his mom and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't necessarily blame her for not believing that there was a grown man dressed as a clown who threw a possum at him inside yeah. <laughs> <and laughs> <stayed> the <to> school <laughs> uh, but yeah but he, he can clearly see the little pale girl though and he's obviously related to Sienna
1: yeah so
0: I, I guess that's why there's a connection there yeah yeah there's a connection all right, let's let's yeah. talk about the scene.
1: You know what one we want to talk about? Of course, yeah. The, the I forget what the other friend's name was, but the, the other friend—I want to say Allie was her name.
0: That sounds about right. Yeah. Uh, so she's home. This is like in the afternoon before <laughs> the, the party's going to start, uh, and she's giving out candy to the, the kids, the trick or treaters, <laughs> and then Art rings the doorbell. <laughs> and just holds out the bag and she's like, You're a little old to be trick-or-treating and refuses to let him in. Uh and he does seem to go away. So she, like she,
1: she you know, she gives him some candy and he walks away. She does like weirdly have a long conversation with him, even though he's not saying anything. She like she does kind of linger by the door and talk to him uh for a long time, which I, I did not think was kind of weird. Like she's like, like, oh, like, you're weird. Like, what's with the costume? What are you doing? Like, huh? Oh right, and then yeah, eventually she's like, "Well, sorry, no candy for grown-ups which um, not to say that she deserves like what happens to her, but <gasps> I I I do think if someone shows up at your door and they are dressed up, e- even if they're an adult, I think you should still give them candy. Like if you know uh, if you have a very limited supply of candy and you want to save it for the kids, fine, but like yeah, just give them like you know one or two pieces of candy. It's fine if they go to the trouble of dressing up. It doesn't matter how old they are. You should still get candy, I think.
0: This feels like Tim still goes trick-or-treating and he's trying to (laughs) plant the seeds in everyone to still give him candy. That's what this sounds like.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I just, you know, we need to get over the social stigma of Halloween being for kids only. You've you've got a kid, though. You could just,
0: like, make sure your kid gets plenty and eat some of his. (laughs) easy. I gotta steal from my kid? Come on. <laughs> He's stealing from Wait. you on, on a daily basis. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for his shelter, his food, anything he uses.
1: I, you deserve I some candy. Item. <laughs> I, I keep an itemized list. He's paying me back. All oh, right. okay. So he turns 18. This is an itinerary
0: of everything. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, he breaks in later that night, though, uh, mm. through the 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 sort of the patio door in the back, mm-hmm. and this scene is absurdly brutal. Like it, it, it goes <laughs> so long because when when you said, uh, I'm not saying she okay. deserved what she
1: got. Like you would mm-hmm. have to hate someone pretty bad to think she deserved any of this. This is, uh, and she's, I, I thought she was a very likable character. Like I thought she seemed like kind of like the best friend. Like she was Brooke best seems friend. like the yeah yeah like Brooke seems like the you know the more dangerous friend that like eh, you hang out with, but you know you're not always that sure like how you feel about them uh like like this it seemed like oh like yeah they're very nice together and uh and i thought the i like the actress and the, the character i thought was you know like uh enjoyable so yeah to get all this that's like happening to her is like oof, brutal i think some
0: movies would like you know this would be like one of the unlikable characters deaths mm-hmm. but i think it's actually funnier than it's not. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. I think the fact that this is the nice friend makes it funnier because this is a scene mm-hmm. that, you know, she gets, like, a, a slice down her, like, her face, like, right down her eye, right? Oh, and that's the start yeah. of it. Oh. And then Art, like, uh, and I'll probably get the order of some of this mixed up, but he he starts cutting around her head and, like, scalps her, mm-hmm. basically, and rips mm-hmm. off the the hair. It actually reveals a uh, part of the brain now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right? And then she's, like, crawling on the floor. He snaps and the part that actually makes me really start laughing is when he picks up her arm and starts trying to break it off at the elbow but it has to like go back and forwards a few times and then pulls it off when he starts (laughs) going back and forwards that's when i start bawling with laughter because okay this is getting absurd like what are you doing to this woman but the funniest part though is that he leaves mm. the room and i'm thinking right she's definitely dead now there's no way she's alive mm. and he, he comes back in and she's still moving and crying and he pours mm. bleach on her and at this point she is like Ugh. so bloody and she's got open wounds on her back her head's open uh mm. in fact, i think at this point he's also uh like grabbed her hand and split it like so, so he's kind yeah. of split her, her presumably the one that he didn't snap off he's he's split it down the middle from her fingers so he's got he's got like the fingers like that and
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like the the way art treats human bodies is like the way I treat boxes when I'm trying to like fit a bunch (laughs) of stuff into the recycling can. Like I have to like start like bending stuff and like, you know, tearing off pieces to make sure you know it, it can all fit like that's like yes. that's just what he does but with human skin and bones uh all right. and the, then... the
0: best thing i can describe for the arm actually is that when I mean you've got a chicken wing and you separate the two bits
1: oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's <laughs> yeah. how he snaps the arm
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> and then he literally after the bleach he just pulls out a full tub of salt and starts <laughs> pulling salt all over and then, and then he starts rubbing it into her back and I'm like Art oh my God. what are you doing this is so vicious what are you, you yeah. mad man and then I'm like okay she's definitely dead there's no way she's still alive and then her mum gets home and this may be a slightly later scene but the mum gets home mm. sees the window broken comes upstairs and walks in on him and he's got her like propped up against the bed and it's an animatronic it's a really cool animatronic now mm-hmm. but she's still actually moving in pain just slightly like, oh and Art's just sort of making this face where he's like yeah, <laughs> he's looking back at the mom and he's laughing and the mom is just screaming mm-hmm. her head off because like she's just walked mm-hmm. in and her daughter, not just being murdered, but like mutilated mm-hmm. and tortured and just it's mm-hmm. the most... And maybe this makes us a sick pair of bastards, Tim, but I thought this was hilarious.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, it is so funny. It's obviously very dark, but I mean, if you're watching this movie, you know, again, um, unless you totally have no idea what it is, but you know, you're, you're probably watching it because you have... Um, a little bit of a dark sense of humor or you're a gore hound or whatever and um and the thing is it's the over the topness of it that's funny like um if i heard this happen to someone in real life obviously i'm not gonna (laughs) bust out laughing but you know in terms of a movie where usually like you know a killer will kill someone and then move on the fact that they are being so vicious and it's like a cartoon really like you know it's oh yeah for sure you know it feels like Wiley e. Coyote if he actually, like, caught the Roadrunner and then, like, <laughs> was just, like, you know, gnawing at it and not letting it go. It's the way um, he laughs at what
0: he's doing, and is just, like, he's yeah. so proud of his work. It is delightful.
1: And, like, you know, when the mum opens the door uh, and you see like she almost looks like just like basically like a skeleton with blood practically like yeah. you know uh and you know you think like oh my god like yeah there's no way she's alive and then yeah she just kind of has that little sputter of like mom or whatever and you're like, <laughs> oh my god like yeah they they, they are uh being very vicious <laughs> yeah and i'm pretty sure uh if this actually happened to
0: her yeah you wouldn't be alive still at this point but it's hilarious for the Can scene that she so. is slightly <laughs> yeah. alive <laughs> um, and, and then uh, you don't see Art kill the mum but he see him actually no it's, it's still her head right I mean you assume he kills her but he uses the head he, he takes out the brain and then he uses mm. the head to, as a bowl of candy. Oh, so right, it, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So trick-or-treaters come, <coughs> and they're like, oh, is that so cool? And one of the kids goes, oh, it's so sticky. And the mum just goes, it's just fake blood, honey. Uh, my favourite part <laughs> of this, though, is that one kid goes for a second bit of candy, and Art slaps mm. his hand and goes, mm, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he waves at the kids. He's so happy to give them stuff. Uh, <laughs> you know, Uh Maybe you could say that the dream earlier on was foreshadowing him giving presents out to kids because he kind of does it here. Sure. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. There, yeah. Um. So this is the point where you're like, oh, he has to be like targeting Sienna because he's going after her friend mm. now. Like, you know, he ran into her at the at the store. Now he's targeted her friend. Um, uh, it's not going to be mm. too long until he targets the mother. Uh, the mother who, by the way, is just constantly pissed off at her son for various things. She even tries mm-hmm. to uh. Uh, like make it up and say hey let's watch some horror movies and eat some food and like you know and he's still upset that no one's believing him because he actually you know he did see this thing yeah. and he's like really traumatized by it um, yeah. actually the mom's the biggest villain in the movie and i'll tell you why <laughs> okay she's watching night of the living dead at one point which as we always point out public domain that's why so many <laughs> movies have characters watching night of the living dead because it's free mm-hmm <clears throat> But she's watching it stretch to fill the widescreen TV. Ugh. <laughs> the absolute filth. Her death was too quick. I'm just going to say that. <laughs> her death Mm-mm. was too quick. Although I, I did love it though. I love the setup for her death, uh, where mm-hmm. she thinks the sun has done this, but obviously it's art. Has like completely mm-hmm. covered the her car in shaving foam and toilet paper, and it's like a smashed pumpkin, and it mm-hmm. says "bitch" on her on her windscreen. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's like complaining on the phone to Sienna and then she starts cleaning the uh, the side window and then <coughs> that actually reveals that Art's been sitting in there. Because it mm-hmm. feels like she, we're looking at this car like this for a while while she's on the phone and complaining about it and stuff. And then she cleans yeah. the window and Art's in there just with a shotgun and just like completely <laughs> splats her head. You see, you see like what remains <laughs> of her head hitting against the wall. <laughs> which is just delightful. Um, yeah. Which, I don't know, I, I mean were you a fan of the mashed potato scene?
1: <laughs> I thought it was funny yeah <laughs> yes with, uh, like, again I like the, all like the the set dressing that like art yes. does like he, he is an artiste you know like he you know he could easily just go no. and kill people if he you know wants them dead or whatever but it's like you know there's the art of the gag is important to him like yeah you know, he's seen. to set up the mom and the dinner and like it's, it's funny to think that he probably was going there and like actually cooking food and stuff there's
0: <laughs> a presentation and you know like so jonathan mm-hmm. was out and like sees like art's van and gets creeped out and mm-hmm. runs back home and he, he walks in his mother's like body with this imploded face is sitting at the dinner table <laughs> and art like serves some mashed potato on her plate and then just picks it mm-hmm. up and starts shoving it into the hole where her face used to be yeah <laughs> It's just uh, you know it's, uh, at this point it's not that shocking because the the, you know, the 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 kill that we had with Ali it was so goddamn over the top that oh, at this yeah. point nothing's going to shock us but um, it's just yep. more of that dark sense of humor that you kind of like enjoy um, <laughs> which I appreciate I think it was smart for the next kill to be a quick one like a surprise that he's there and like quick boom because it was <laughs> so different from the long drawn out torture of the previous victim you don't want to feel like, you don't want to get stale you know you don't want to just keep doing the same thing that makes sense yeah yeah. You know? uh so i i appreciate it from a pacing perspective but uh mm-hmm. yeah art's uh after jonathan and ultimately kidnaps him uh, to lure sienna to this old fairground and specifically mm-hmm. a sort of like a uh, horror house called the terrifier so we interesting yeah i actually popped when she's like texting the brother and the brother mm-hmm. says he's in the, the terrifier all caps i was like oh, okay mm-hmm. like it's, it's such a silly little thing but i kind of appreciate that there's like, they got the title in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> in a way that didn't I, feel super forced. Mm-hmm.
1: I think, like, I literally had, like, just made a joke online or something about, like... Yeah, like, how, like... You know, the name Terrifier, it's like... Uh, why is it called Terrifier <laughs> or whatever? And then, like, yeah, that scene happened. I was like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> <there's>, <laughs> That makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the original
0: shorts, I think, were called Terrifier as well. So, mm-hmm. I... I you know, uh, this is something. Obviously, they'll just start off for this movie, but it's it's a nice little wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. Uh, it wants still Laura Sienna there, who yeah is going through the whole thing, where she's at the party, and then they're driving her home, and mm-hmm. she gets scared because uh, the mum's not picking up, and Jonathan like phones or texts saying that he's been kidnapped to this old fairground. Um, mm-hmm. w- of which not him ha- speaking though. No, no, no. That's right. It's a l- pale little girl is doing it. Uh. Mm -hmm. like, Terminator, where she's, like, putting on his voice perfectly. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it's dubbed with the the actor, but, you know, that's
1: (laughs) how she can perfectly mimic the voice. Uh, So one thing that's kind of annoying, uh, I I hate when they do this, but... um, Generally, me and my wife will usually watch everything with uh, captions on, just because, you know, we're older, we don't have the best hearing, and then, you know, sometimes you you don't want to miss, you know, something or whatever. But, um... You could just see so this, the way I wake
0: up the baby, but yeah, sure. Okay. You're, you're sure. old
1: <laughs> yeah. you're old and aging and dying and can't hear anything. Uh, but like, so they do this thing where like, you know, the phone rings or whatever and he picks it up and it's Jonathan's voice. And then in the, uh, you know, the caption, it says like parentheses, demon voice. And then like the lines from the ah, phone. Ah, okay. And it's like, I, I mean, obviously, you, you know, we're going to see it in two seconds anyway, but like still it's like, come on, it's like a little mini spoiler in the captions. Yeah, because even someone who's hard of hearing who needs like the subs, like they're going to see it
0: themselves as well. Like it doesn't need to be yeah. explained to them. So that that one does <laughs> feel a bit. I I always prefer when they have the option of just the subtitles or the subtitles mm-hmm. for the hard of hearing, where it has all the extra stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I would like the option to be there to just have the dialogue and none of the, yeah. you know, sound effects or whatever else they, they put in there. Yeah. <laughs> um, obviously that that one's more important because some people actually need that to even watch the movie, but. Uh, sure. Like, yeah. surely you could have a stripped down version just for the dialogue if people want to, yeah. you know, watch over that. But you know, uh, and sometimes you get that option, but you don't always. Uh, mm. So, yeah. So you know, at this point, like, we're actually really far into this long runtime, and I think part of the mm. reason why it takes a while to like get going is like you have this ten minute prologue, you have a lot of reasonable setup with the characters. You know, like mm. I, I don't think she even gets to the Halloween party until like maybe an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty into the movie. And so by the time they're leaving the Halloween party and going to the fairground where the big climax is going to take place, you know, you're, you're quite far into it. Um, mm-hmm. It's the, the friend Brooke who explains what happened to the dad and uh, to, to her boyfriend when, what once Sienna leaves the car to go and look for her brother, uh, they're left alone. And of course they end up dead, like, you know, so yeah. the, the, the mm-hmm. boyfriend, as, as we hinted at earlier, gets his dick cut off and then stabbed Oof. repeatedly in the crotch. Uh, that's his demise. <laughs> um, yeah, Brooke gets out the car and like runs away. She gets slashed a little bit here or there, but mm-hmm. she runs into like some of the, the areas in the, the 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 fairground. And eventually, when she's cornered, Art uh, and I like this actually because they set it up that he had it in his bag, like way, <laughs> way way early in the movie. I think he get he gets it at the uh, the the doctor's office or the vets in the opening scene. Like when he's mm-hmm. like he, he collects a bunch of stuff from there after he kills the guy, mm-hmm. uh, but he pulls out this uh, jar of acid and throws it at her face <laughs> so she starts like melting and then he pulls out his like super weapon that he built earlier on and just starts smashing mm-hmm. her face and her, her chest with it until she's just a pool she's like a pool of mush and mm. blood at a certain <laughs> point Um, oh, to the to the point where when uh, Sienna does walk mm-hmm. in and like sees her body I was like how can you even tell how can yeah. you tell it's her <laughs> like at this point there's like nothing identifying maybe her <laughs> no she took her shoes off because she was having trouble running in them uh, mm-hmm. for, or something
1: yeah. so yeah hi like she's she's a full of blood yeah no i mean this again the special effects uh you know are great the you know the acid is in her face like that it's not only is it like really gory but it's also like bubbling and it just like it looks so brutal uh, yeah which... the, the bubbling is good because the bubbling like separates it from just whenever he's like
0: smashed someone's face and the yeah. bubbling <laughs> it makes it feel unique and, and different or whatever uh so, Yeah, all all quality stuff. So, it seems like the reason why he wanted to bring Sienna here is because he had, um... This is the one part of the mythology that I can't really explain other than just, like, thematically. This, like, pool that she goes into, Uh, the the edge of it is kind of like those uh, mirrors you get in show business with all the lights around the mirror. Mm -hmm. It kind of looks like that. It's It's got this, like, rim of lights, of these light bulbs around it. But it's this pool that he puts her in after he stabs her with, uh... The father's sword which mm-hmm. uh obviously he got when he was kidnapping jonathan and the, their house um mm-hmm. and you know she she goes down there and then she sees like some of the dream again some of the that she had earlier with the, the tv set and then her wounds magically heal and she comes back and as this is all going on like arch chasing jonathan around jonathan mm-hmm. when they're struggling together at one point like actually shoots like I'm kind of like glossing over the fact that they kind of kill Art like two or three times in the past <laughs> 10 minutes. Because there's a lot of like shooting him with a shotgun. He gets stabbed a lot. Um, at one point, and it's quite brutal actually because at one point he's like whipping Jonathan who's like a 12-year-old kid. Yeah. With, yeah. It's, like a, it's like a chain that he's attached like some blades to at the end. So there's like, a, like half a scissors is on one yeah. or just a scissor maybe is that how you'd say it. <laughs> um, <laughs> and there's like other blades and he's just like whipping it at him and then he whips it yeah, it's just There's just a lot of like just these little nasty cuts happening all over the place.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, it's really brutal. But um, Sienna's wounds heal, and she comes back up. And just as mm-hmm. like Art's about to kill Jonathan, he's got like a big needle or something at this point. She starts hacking at him, and she hacks at his head, and then eventually decapitates Art, and mm-hmm. kind of you know gets the big victory. But at this point, she is like covered in blood. She looks like a badass. You mm-hmm. know, she looks super tough and all the rest of it. Uh, and the end of the movie, as they're hugging a little pale girl walks out. Doesn't attack them. Doesn't do anything to them. She just picks up Art's head, his severed head, and leaves. Um, in fact, I want to say that when he sees that CN is back alive again, it's the only time in the movie where he properly like makes an angry face. <laughs> I think I think that's right because he, he smiles mm. right before he dies. He realizes he's about to die, and he smiles again so that his decapitated head has the <laughs> the traditional you know that signature Art smile that he that he has, but. Uh, so that's kind of the, the, the gist of the big climax, but uh, I think the dream is kind of interesting to think back of now because there were some <laughs> weird details in the dream that we didn't point out. Like, there's a group of characters who are holding their passports and have, like, plane tickets and their passport off hmm. to the side. And I wonder if that's, like, a, a representation of, like, wherever these beings are or wherever these powers come from that art and Sienna have, is this, like, to show that this is, like, something's traveled from somewhere else. That's the only thing I could think of to... Maybe mm-hmm. say what the passport people were, or the, the the tourists, or whatever you call them, whatever they were <laughs> representing. Um, that's what I kind of thought of for them. Um, for there's like a nun with like a homeless guy, and she's like sort of yelling oh, at them right, to feed the homeless yeah. guy. I don't yeah, think yeah. I've got. I don't think I've got something for that. Yeah, I don't think I've th- thought of any interpretation mm. of that yet. But uh, the traveler is. I, I, I might be onto what it's supposed to be, but I'm not sure. <laughs> People can give
1: their own theories in the comments for that. that I, I think that that is interesting, though. There is, like, a lot going on in that dream sequence. That it does seem like, um, you know, again, I don't think th- this stuff is in there just randomly, you know? Like, yeah, there's got to be I, a meaning behind it.
0: I, I think I think when I said earlier that dream sequence was, is when I think she first gets her connection to whatever powers or <laughs> maybe cosmic entities, like, now embodying her. <laughs> um but I, th- I think it's no accident that, that when the powers truly activate where she becomes invincible, or at least mm-hmm. is reanimated the same way Art is, I think mm-hmm. it's no coincidence that she's then seeing that dream again. You know, that that's kind mm-hmm. of what she's seeing. It's almost like the power's fully taking hold and giving her the uh, mm-hmm. ability. And I think it kind of foreshadows a little bit earlier on, because, you know, when the uh, fire happens, afterwards she finds the knife or the blade again, and it's, it's not burned, it's completely perfect, almost as if it's come back to pristine quality. I don't know if that's yeah. going to be a hint that later on, oh, the blade is going to help her, you know, resuscitate and come back to life. Uh, you know, because yeah. it's not even just like she comes back out of the water and she's okay. Like, she, all of her wounds, like, magically heal.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, she comes back at full strength. So. Yeah. 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 Like, she, like, she looks like, like she's powered up or something. Yeah. Like, she's going, like, supersonic. Like,. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh you know and her outfit's sort of wonder woman maybe a bit of xena you know there's mm-hmm. kind of a warrior quality to it um it's a cool outfit i i do like it like especially when you get into this last segment here and she's like you know fully badass like it's a you know cool outfit that uh you know versus you know art's evil <laughs> clown look oh yeah uh, and again
0: like not that it's necessarily a supernatural, biblical thing. But the idea that the person who's going to fight Art is like some sort of warrior angel, even if it's not literally an angel, I think it's like an interesting visual, you know, and symbol to to use to to sure. just put the fight on the screen, you know. Uh, so yeah, uh, I loved
1: all this shit. Uh, this this was like, this was full <laughs> of just goodness. Uh, yeah, it's very fun. Like it's you know it is a long movie, uh, but like you know it, it does keep you like on your toes like there's never any point where i was like you know like i i might be checking my watch but just because i'm like you know <laughs> checking for bedtime or something but it, it's never like you're looking at like oh, okay how much more of this do i have left like it's like you know you are into it for you know the ride
0: yeah like the i think the, the lead character you know the, the movie could have whiffed quite hard if she was a pain to watch if we weren't into her scenes <laughs> because obviously that's when art's not there usually but, no, she's still mm-hmm. quite interesting. She's likable. She carries the movie. Every time art's on screen, it's impossible not mm-hmm. to just be entertained completely by what's happening. Uh, and then yeah. you have all this cool mythology that's teased that, and there's a lot of meat in that bone to talk about, because we did for quite a bit. You know, like... Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. like Literally, the only real critique I would really have is that um, you could probably... Yeah, you'd probably trim it down by like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. Get get it down to that two-hour yeah. mark and you'd, you'd probably yeah. be in, you know, pretty perfect territory by that point. Uh,
1: and, uh, and again, like, I, I'm, I'm kind of complaining about it now, but, like, I, I, again, I just, for personal circumstances where, yeah, I've had to watch it you know within two days where just uh, i've been extremely tired has made it like difficult like um I, I will definitely watch this again at some point and like you know if, hopefully next time i watch it i can actually watch it on my you know nice big tv and it will be a you know a time where i have a uh, more energy and i'm awake and like I can watch it the whole way through like you know it, when i do it again like you know maybe the length won't bother me as much you know as it did this time not, not that it was a huge bother or anything but that's what she said um <laughs> very good um but no yeah I mean I, I i'm on the same page as you like you know um the trimming it down uh i wouldn't even really say it's like a complaint more like a quibble or something where it's like oh it's
0: like the length didn't really bother me but it, it, like mm-hmm. yeah if I, if I'm being completely objective and harsh as i possibly can uh mm-hmm. that's what I would say i would say yeah you could probably trim it down a bit but that, that like yeah. It, there's not, like, any, like, specific plot point or element that I would want taken out, though. I'm just, I'm talking about just maybe tightening yeah. a few scenes here or there. Um, you know, that that's basically it. Because, like, I was super into it the whole way through. I love the music. Mm-hmm. I love how it looked, how it sounded. Um, and, of course, we're not quite done yet because we do have the mid-credits scene to uh,
1: discuss. Which is a, quite a meaty scene. It
0: is yeah, a, like... it's, a, it's a very meaty scene. Uh, it also has a really weird big cameo. Uh, I, I, assume you Thomas... yeah, I assume you
1: don't know who this is or... I I turned to my wife and I said, "I think this is a wrestler. I <laughs> I don't know I don't know who it is, but they're giving me big wrestler vibes."
0: Yeah, yeah, it's Chris Jericho. whose name was in the opening titles, uh, okay. and I saw it and went, "Wait, what?" <laughs> what? <laughs> um, much like um, we did. A, well, we didn't do it, but we do it on even more screens. We talk about all the other horror movies we've been watching, and I watched Twelve Hour Shift, and I talked about how Mick Foley was randomly in that movie. Uh, um, so Chris Jericho was in this closing credit sequence. Has,
1: have you, yeah. have you been keeping up with, uh, Chucky?
0: Uh no, yeah, I, I fell behind because of the trip. I've not caught up yet. I've only seen the okay. first episode. Yeah.
1: Why okay. is there a wrestler I, I, on Chucky? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to spoil anything. I think it's sure. like the fourth episode, though, where... Yeah, uh, I just won't say anything. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That's fine, that's fine, but... I'll be interested to see what you think if you uh, watch it though, because it kind of breaks the format of the show a little bit. Oh, interesting. Uh, but it's in an entertaining way. Uh, I remember when Chucky was on uh,
0: WCW Nitro in nineteen ninety-eight to promote the Chucky. Oh, really? <laughs> and he took the piss out of one of the wrestlers but yeah i haven't watched the uh, past episode <laughs> one of the new season yet uh so yeah so mm-hmm. as we said earlier uh the survivor of the first movie was did this tv interview with a journalist and then attacked the journalist after the interview which was actually something mm-hmm. you saw part of in the the first movie mm-hmm. at the end of the film and the mid credit scene we cut to the psychiatric hospital that this character is staying at uh victoria her name is and i
1: yeah, and I I love the look of her, like, you know, her face is, like, messed up from, you know, Art's attack, obviously, but it's, like, so grotesque, <laughs> like, mm. you know, no offense to her, but, like, it, it does look like, uh, like, not even human. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not real, Tim, you don't have to sit on offense. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know, maybe, She's you know, not a real person. Maybe there are people out there that look like that or want to.
0: Oh it right, might, that might but, be, but yeah, like they, they, she, her face is not like a human face anymore. It just looks uh, yeah.
1: and like it looks like a, to me, it looks like a jack-o'-lantern or something like yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. uh, so she's in her room and she starts like mm-hmm. freaking out and like painting on the walls art plus uh, Victoria, almost like, like mm-hmm. a you know like couples when their kids will put you know so and so loves so and so. It's kind of right. like that, <laughs> um, and yeah. it keeps cutting back to so Chris Jericho's like the security guard. Uh, or the orderly or whatever oh. in, in the hospital and like the woman who's and I was, I, I haven't actually been able to fact check this I tried to look at the credits and see and I, I couldn't I didn't know what the names were supposed to be but mm-hmm. I always to say this other uh, orderly this nurse who's here in the scene I always say mm. that's the woman from the dream who was playing the guitar oh okay. I could be wrong I could be completely wrong mm. but I thought it was her uh, people Maybe. in the comments can let me know if I'm crazy or if I'm just connecting dots here that aren't there but um he, they've got like like gimmicky halloween like food uh there so it's, mm-hmm. it's like he's like give me the eyeball and i put some put some sauce on it don't don't be shy it's a, yeah <laughs> it's just this really gooey looking like trick gimmicky food um mm. but as this is all happening the, the 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 end credit scene is basically uh victoria gives birth to art the clown's <laughs> head
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay no, no, don't <laughs> ask
0: me don't ask me to explain this part because i have no idea like yeah. i buy the he'll always come back Th- this method of mm. coming back where his like previous victim <laughs> is now like giving birth to his head uh which mm-hmm. i presume the rest of his body will grow out of
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> or Hopefully, maybe he'll just get reattached
0: uh... to the rest of the body that's still sitting i mm. don't know but uh, I did like how Victoria was laughing as uh, art was silently laughing because he, he, she's yeah. holding she's holding his head and the nurse is just looking in shock and horror and they're just <laughs> laughing hysterically and that's the end of the movie
1: So I, I think like my kind of question is like okay so Victoria like was she somehow like infected um, by art and like that dr- drove her crazy or like, uh, d- like you know um, is she still herself or is she like some other being now like is she <laughs> is she actually in love with him or um, <laughs> I mean I mean, hopefully like, you know uh, again I- I'm assuming you know if the series keeps well, going maybe like, we'll get more tidbits or something but you just watched the first movie again I ha- I didn't
0: <clears> so <throat> you might know better than I do about him. her being infected I will say though if she's infected with another being is it possible the pale girl is the one who's
1: like embodied her now maybe cuz like her her eye the one eye that like she still has kind of glows that yellowish glow yeah. which um which, which I, I feel like the the little girl had a, at some point i think
0: Dude, uh, I, i'm only suggesting that for two reasons one the little girl picked up his head and left the scene with it uh and then uh, that's know, true yeah yeah and then it came it came out of victoria But also the fact Mm. that when Art was seen on TV that Victoria was doing this interview, it was actually the little girl Mm. who turned it on and was watching it as well. So Mm -hmm. I wonder if, like, she went and, like... I don't know if possessed is the right word, but if she's, like, going to... She went and took over Victoria and murdered the the woman that got her back in this
1: hospital, and then she's (laughs) plopped out Art. (laughs) (laughs) That could make sense. I mean, I think there's, you know... Yeah, uh, I I could buy that as a. And I don't care sure. that it's
0: a little girl because it's not really a little girl, right? This is right, This right, is the yeah. this is the embodiment <laughs> of some evil thing.
1: <laughs> I, don't, yeah. you know, I don't know what <laughs> it is,
0: but it's it's not. I mean, I know that the little girl, like they say in the movie, that a little girl who clearly in the same way that um, we're saying that Art might be the dad's body with this evil in it. Mm. Um, it seems like this little girl's based off a little girl that Art may have
1: killed. Uh, yeah, yeah, but like went missing or something like.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know. Like, maybe I'm off. off. I was just it's just because you said there's someone else like inside Victoria. I thought, oh, maybe it's maybe it's the Peeling <laughs> girl who's is, is taking over. But I, I'm just I'm just thinking that up on the spot. That could be nonsense. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, just because I, I, it, <coughs> it is a weird thing when it happens in the first movie. Because it's like, oh, like yeah, the character we know in the movie doesn't seem like someone that would just randomly kill like a news reporter for no reason. So um you know unless you know there's uh, some type of comment about the trauma that she went through like you know if that just you know made her insane or whatever like i mean that could be a possibility too but you take it as a michael
0: myers thing where like the evil just spreads if you if you survive you'll be changed by it and you'll become as evil as him kind of thing i don't know yeah
1: and to be fair like the news reporter was like you know being quite mean like you know she was obviously didn't have any like respect for her and stuff Mm. like you know um yeah, like, you know, she was saying all these insulting things and stuff. So um, so it's not like she was just, like, wasn't attacking her for no reason. But, I mean, yeah, obviously, though, uh, shouldn't have killed her or whatever.
0: I'm glad um, you pointed that out, just in case anyone thought you, you may be condoning. Uh, especially yeah. since you
1: said Ali almost had it coming uh, earlier. <laughs> I'm sorry. it's uh, I'm not as... Um, you know, uh, forgiving as you who only cares if, if someone is uh, not watching something in the right aspect ratio, uh, then they deserve to die. <laughs> oh, you don't deserve to die. That's a cardinal sin, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I like this uh, mid-credit scene, though. I, I thought it was cool. Again, um, it's weird, and I have no idea what's going on, but, like, it, it's done in a in a very intriguing way where it's, like, fun to think about the possibilities versus where it's just, like some annoying thing that doesn't make sense for no reason, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. And yeah. And like, I can, I, I'd be very surprised if they don't make another movie, but like, I'm interested to see where this stuff goes. And I hope like, you know, all this stuff is relevant to that. You know, I, I, I don't need blatant answers spelled out, but like, yeah, I hope that we at least get more breadcrumbs or uh, something at least think about um, in regards to these scenes it definitely sounds like
0: the people behind it want to it seems like everyone involved Mm -hmm. is proud of what they've made and it just ridiculously outperformed when they they, they thought it'd be out in the box office for one weekend make a little bit of money and that Mm -hmm. was it and then it'd be on stream box and it ended up staying in theatres for a month and Mm -hmm. grossing over 10 million dollars so I cannot imagine in any way, shape or form that this doesn't Hmm. get
1: another, at least a similar budget sequel, if not probably five times the budget. (laughs) I mean, it it already made so much money in theaters, but then, you know, if you think about it now, like um, I'm sure, you know, whatever deal they have with Screenbox, they're obviously going to be getting money from that. And then, you know, at some point, you know, it'll be on, you know, I I I've seen ads for like you know limited edition steel books like uh, Blu-rays. That yeah, can they're, order they're doing and stuff, a four so. K
0: Blu-ray of it, so they're 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 going to be selling it as much as they can. Yeah.
1: yeah. So yeah, so like you know, they've already got like you know the they've already made like more than enough money than they need, but then like you just add like all this other revenue that you're going to get from it. That, um, yeah, I mean the thing's a money maker right now. That yeah, it would be very dumb if they don't jump on it to, you know, get something going right away.
0: Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried about uh, the third one happening. It seems like a mm-hmm. done deal at this point. And like I say, I expect it will be much quicker than what this one took. Just mm-hmm. Because, I mean, because the, the, for the last one, this one would have been quicker anyway if it wasn't for the pandemic. Uh, In fact, that was the yeah. little, little bit of trivia mm-hmm. that I was going to mention is um, the alley kill is as long mm-hmm. as, as silly as it is because they actually, I think they get shut down the pandemic right near the start of the pandemic when they were just mm-hmm. starting that scene or something like that. And basically, Uh, because they were away for months, like, the director and co just kind of kept adding to it. It's like, oh, well, we've got time to plan and do more weird shit with it. So I think part (laughs) part of the reason why it's so long and there's so many parts to it is Mm because they just kept, ah, we'll just keep adding. We'll just keep doing
1: more things. That's really funny. Uh, So, yeah,
0: that's actually why that scene is, in part, at least,
1: why it's as long and as brutal as it is. Uh, So so. I, I don't really know much about the director, but is he, like, a special effects guy or something? You would think he would be, wouldn't you, given the type Cause, of movie? Yeah, because I I think at some point in the credits it also like lists him yeah. as you know special effects by. Yeah, you know,
0: this no, guy, so. he he is. Uh, that's actually the first thing that he's listed for uh, at his mm-hmm. IMDb is his special effects credits. So he he was doing that mm-hmm. for
1: a while before he started making these terrifier things. So so I mean so that that, that that's, I think it's interesting because probably like yeah one of the reasons why. You know, the movie, like, looks, like, you know, so good in the way uh, it does, and, like, the kills are so fun and everything, because, uh, yeah, you just have, like, you know, he must just have that mind for how to make things work, and, uh, yeah, can do a lot of interesting things He's definitely that.
0: making his budget go far, because it never felt like they were restricted in locations mm-hmm. or anything like that, either. It felt like, oh, sure, yeah. you know, it, it, it felt like a genuine attempt to try and make the most with what little money they had, and... Mm-hmm. I appreciate it the entire time. Like, I, 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 every oh. every cheap movie that I see now that I've I've been reminded what you can do with no money, if you actually mm-hmm. have the skill and the talent to make use of it, I'm going to be really critical. And it's, it's, it's silly how bad, like, some big-budget movies mm-hmm. look because there's what a green screen everything, and I'm like, no, this, this looks better. Oh, yeah. This looks better because no, I, they actually it, shot a movie on locations.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I wish, like, some movies would be forced to, like, sit down and watch, like movies maybe not necessarily this but like other movies like that to show you how to like stretch a budget and that like how much better things look that aren't just like green screen and whatever um because it really is a shame like yeah you don't need to be doing that stuff um actually that did remind me like one kind of funny thing uh just stuff you think about more as like an adult who has to Mm you know look and pay mortgages and look into like buying a house and stuff like uh, I was kind of flabbergasted, like at how nice their house was, and seemingly the mom's job is just like a like call center like operator that just works from home. Which I have done call center jobs and that's the, the, the absolute worst. I hate them. And actually, it was funny. Like she was on one call that like brought back bad memories for me. Like it seems <laughs> like she was ta- like she was talking to someone. She was like, "Oh no, I can't look at your account because that's your wife's account or whatever." And I've had to have those calls where, you know. Some angry husband yeah. calls in, wants to know about their wife's credit card or or whatever, and it's like I can't tell you because that's her card, not yeah. yours. I, I, uh, I, I,
0: and- I don't know if that specifically it's I mean, I'm not really defending it because this is a common movie complaint that mm-hmm. characters oh, have. Sure. Just, characters uh, yeah. have houses that are far too big and nice mm-hmm. for what they can afford. Like. Uh, The big example that's always brought up is the characters in Friends who are supposed to be struggling 20-somethings, and they have these (laughs) insanely huge apartments in New York City. It's like, yeah, no, 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 no.
1: (laughs) No. I mean, it's... uh, Again, like, I'm not complaining about it. It was just more of a funny thing that I I thought about at, like, at one point in the movie. Yeah. And again, like, it's an older person thing. Like, you don't think about that when you're, you know, (laughs) a teenager watching these movies. It's only when you're old enough and you're working and have to pay bills that you start thinking about, hey, yeah. But... It's, uh, the, yeah. the
0: simple truth is, is having a bigger house is just easier to film in and looks better on camera. So they tend, oh, sure. they tend Absolutely, to just pick yeah. that instead. <laughs> but yeah, that's it what It's
1: it's not very yeah. realistic. <clears throat> um, yeah, there's. Uh, I feel like there's like one other like dumb thing I wanted to bring up. Um, I don't know if I if I can remember it
0: though. Uh, I'm going to ask you to rate it if you if you you don't have your point, Tim.
1: Uh, just give me a second. You can <laughs> r- 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 ramble on or, or do whatever uh, what it are, is. Uh, that I've been <laughs> <That> would... <laughs> Oh, okay. I remember what I was gonna say. Uh, just that. Yeah. The and and again, not a fault of the movie or or, or anything at all. But um, it did make me a little mad that I didn't watch this uh, like on Halloween because I I thought this was like a great Halloween movie. Like I love mm. um, you know that set of Halloween and that you know you have the people are around in costumes and like, you know, trick-or-treating costume shops and stuff. So this is a great, you know, October uh, watch list, which, uh, you know, we we did want to watch it in October. It's just, you know, unfortunately the the timing didn't work out and, you know, and it wasn't bad to kind of watch with the, the, you know, post Halloween blues, you know, gives you a little, uh dopamine rush I'm yeah. like oh yeah it, it, to be <laughs> fair
0: the the first one was also pretty halloweeny uh as well this one's probably yeah, a bit yeah, more yeah, because there's more of the setup for halloween because they're getting costumes and stuff but yeah yeah uh, the first one you know you know the, the two main characters were running around in the costumes at the start of the movie and you know yeah. they had that sort of end of the night halloween vibe kind of
1: thing going for it so yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good halloween franchise so far it's i i think like if you're if you're doing like a low budget like horror movie like I know, it seems like a smart thing to do is to just set it around like some type of holiday like uh, like Halloween maybe might be a little crowded but like you know y- you know there's not a ton of like Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving uh, horror movies or you know like New Year's horror movies and stuff like just if you automatically set your movie there and it's like decent enough people will watch it every year around that time <laughs>
0: That's true True, it'll become essential viewing for the, the season
1: mm-hmm. uh, yeah. alright Timmy what are you going to rate really Terrifier 2?
0: Um,
1: yeah, so, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I, I really don't have, um, like, too many complaints. So, like, I, again, you know, I hate to keep bringing it up, but, like, you know, the, the length was a bit much, but, like, again, it's not, like, a big complaint. It's just, like, a little, like, quibble. Like, yeah, probably. Um, but, I mean, other than that, the, you know, the movie is solid. It was um, a lot of fun. You know, the kills are very extreme uh and very gory but in a a fun way like not in a oh i can't handle this way but in a like oh my god i can't believe they did that way and uh for a movie that's so long you know it's uh you know kudos to them to you know constantly think of like new ways to you know do new and uh, interesting stuff um and yeah like i i found like all the characters you know pretty likable um and so you know I, i enjoy seeing their story and you know It can be a little bit of a risky move to try to add, um, you know, a lot of, like, mythology and lore, uh, especially to a movie where, you know, um, I didn't really feel like the first one had a lot of that. I mean, maybe as we go forward, we might find, like, bits, you know, in the first movie that relate that, you know, we might have not realized at the time. But, you know, it was a little bit of a swing, I feel like, to try to add a lot of new stuff here. Uh, But, you know, like we discussed, I, I feel like, you know they they pulled it off rather well um and uh you know it's very interesting to think about what a lot of the implications uh, of some of the stuff that we've seen and what they mean and uh yeah you know i I hope the series keeps going that we get uh more answers and stuff uh, to that so uh yeah i think i'm gonna go ahead and give it a 8.5 i think uh you know very enjoyable very happy uh that you know a movie that was fairly uh well hyped up uh you know, for me, it definitely lived up to it. Yeah, I kind of well, we did Barbarian then this back-to-back. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but here
0: we are. Um, yeah, I I love the movie. Um, I think Art is a great character. I love watching him mm-hmm. do his thing. And the there's a sense of humor to how he acts and how he kills people that's just really mm-hmm. entertaining to watch. They could have given me just a copy of the first movie and I'd have had a fun time. And I'd have been probably quite positive mm-hmm. about it. The fact that they did take that big swing and add all this stuff, which feels unique to... It, it now feels like this is what Terrifier's lore is. You know, it feels like this is now uniquely mm-hmm. Terrifier. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it could have, like, fell flat in his face. Um, you know, we've seen, like, other franchises attempt to add more lore later on, and it can be quite risky. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Halloween 6 is garbage because <laughs> it took away from what Michael Myers and The Shape was with what they tried to <laughs> add in that movie. Whereas here, I feel like nothing takes away from... What art is, or what he's doing, and how much he loves doing mm-hmm. it, um, and I think I think one of the things with the shape and Michael Myers that I I don't like them trying to add is like more reasons why he's going after certain people. Whereas with mm-hmm. art, I never really like it. Felt like he got, became infatuated and really wanted to play with his victim before he eventually killed him mm-hmm. in the first movie. So adding the idea that he's got like someone he kind of has to go after it doesn't really feel like it betrays. Like, he, he doesn't have this, oh, he'll just kill any one thing. I mean, he will. Mm-hmm. He'll do that, too, because he has fun with it. But, <laughs> you yeah. know, it, it doesn't feel like it betrays what art is. It does feel like he does become attached to some of his victims and wants to go after them mm-hmm. and really play with his food, if you will. So, <laughs> um, I love the mythology stuff. I loved thinking about it as I was watching it. I love talking about it afterwards and try to piece mm. some of it together. Um, I do think there's some reasonable intent behind it. It doesn't just feel like a bunch of random shit uh maybe some details don't quite add up or whatever but for the most part it feels like a fairly strong vision and idea and i think mm-hmm. if nothing else i love that this movie is unapologetically what it is and it's not trying to appeal to mm-hmm. everyone it's just trying to be the best at what it, at, what it's trying to do which is this extremely gory dark sense of humor movie mm-hmm. with a oddly kind of in-depth mythology with a hero that maybe we can actually really root for and mm-hmm. On that level, I think it succeeds pretty well. And I love how it looks. I love the music. And nine out of ten. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go.
1: I loved it. Pretty good. Great.
0: Uh so well well deserved. Yeah, there you go. Terrifier two. Uh a home run. Uh mm-hmm. so
1: excellent news. Yeah. I mean again, you know, we we talked about before about how you know <laughs> it's gonna be very easy to uh you know, make a if we do like you know top ten of the year list. Like, uh, yeah, definitely not going to be like hard up for for choices this year.
0: Not hard for choices, but arguing what should be the order and what number one should be might be a challenge. <laughs> Maybe yeah, <laughs> yeah, it might be a little tough, but <laughs> uh, but hey, that's a that's a fight you'll get to witness later on, uh, everyone, in about two months or so. So. <laughs> Yeah, let us know what you think of Terrifier too in the comments, obviously. Uh, it's worth pointing out that you get a bonus episode every month on Patreon where we review a, a sort of silly movie. Uh, later this month, we'll be doing uh, which the patrons <laughs> also voted for, so uh, look forward to that. <laughs> uh, the $5 tier, which is just another tier up from that, you get also another monthly show called Even More Streams, which we just put out this month's edition of it, uh, where me and Tim just talk about the different horror movies we've been watching. <laughs> Uh, that weren't for the show that were just stuff that we casually happened to watch. Hmm. Uh, plus Tim usually quizzes me. Although a bit lazy in the quiz this month, I I I thought I'll just I'll
1: be brutally honest with you, Tim. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not trying to. <laughs> I'm not trying to make them like impossible or anything. Oh, it's, okay. it's just it, they they're not supposed to be like you know uh uh like actual tests of knowledge it's it's more like just having a little bit of fun and hopefully a okay. board oh. for maybe some topics or... uh, that's, that's what I, I completely respect I respect it. <laughs> but yeah you give some hard shit I can give you some hard <laughs> shit <you know? laughs>
0: but if you if you like the idea of those bonuses you can help support the show and all the content we make at Mail Fuzz, uh mm-hmm. including the new show The Collector's Cut that I started with David just this mm-hmm. past week where we work through franchises that are not horror or not sci-fi because we have shows for those but uh it's called mm-hmm. The Collector's Cut, and we just started the Dirty Harry franchise, so I, I encourage you to check it out. I think we had a really good discussion about Dirty Harry and the time period it was made in and what the character represents and stuff like that, so if, if that sounds of interest, go check it out. Uh, you can get it on your podcast
1: apps, iTunes, whatever, plus obviously YouTube, uh, so mm. go, go check it out. So uh, wait, does does one does one episode talk about one movie or one franchise? Uh, one movie, so the second episode is the second okay. Dirty Harry, and so on. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, yeah.
0: okay uh so yeah go check out that uh but yeah otherwise you know you can support us over at patreon patreon.com slash tv and get these bonuses uh we we're talking about uh you can also support us by hitting the super thanks button or if you want to support us with no monies that's okay too you can just you know like subscribe ding the bell comment down below of course share us out on social media uh we're at streams midnight on twitter uh, you can get me on twitter at wibble89 you can get tim on twitter at tim Vargillish. Uh, For the time being, (laughs) we'll uh, see if the website is still up. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I I did start a (laughs) CamilleTuz Mastodon account, which not not a lot of people use yet, but... Yeah, I've I've been meaning to look into that. (laughs) Maybe it'll take off. Maybe it'll take off. Mm -hmm. I don't know. So... Yes, check, check out uh these things, uh supporters, all the rest of it. All these things are really appreciated, they help keep the content coming. And of course I'll thank our patreon producers just to finish off. Thank you to tyler Hess, Cindy Pelasius, David Sharp, Bordenau, Christopher Moy, David Brown, Al Trazman, and Alison M4 Days. Uh they're all our producer tier or above over at Patreon. So thank you to all of them. But yeah, that is uh that is the show. That has been Screams After Midnight. Uh it was a longish episode, but uh I guess that's not a surprise mm. given it's a pretty long movie, so uh thank you very much for joining us once again we always appreciate it keep watching scary movies and we'll see you next time